Filipino, get a broom and sweep up front. Vito, get a broom and sweep out front. Huh? Get a broom and sweep out front. What? Get a broom and sweep out front! See, Pop, it's just what I was telling you. Every time you tell Pino what to do, he tells me to do what you told him what to do. Explain that, Pop, please. Both of Shut up. Pino! What am I talking to myself here? Is that what I'm doing? I don't want to come to work anyway. I hate this freaking place. I detest it like a sickness. You detest this place like a sickness? That's, that's I really hate. That's hate. I know, no, I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't say that. Well, I just heard it. Am I going crazy? I could Did I just hear that? Did I hear that, Vito? Six, 
Ron Zero Fez, Bob Bennett, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, and Eastside Dave McDonald. New uh, way we're doing things here. After the opening song, we go into a short promo about when our replays are. And I believe our replays are 1 o'clock in the morning, so uh, you want to set your clock 12 noon, 1 a.m., lock them both in. Lock them both in and use it as a push-off. All right, folks, uh, this is, of course, now Weather Central. All we're going to be doing is weather news until the blizzard, uh, which is the second blizzard, uh, misses us here in Manhattan. So the rest of the country will get hit by this blizzard, but the tropical Isle of Manhattan will be spared. What's the over-under, Fez, on us getting snow? I would say it's probably 40%. I'll take that bet. I'll take those odds any uh, given day. But uh, supposedly, D.C. could get another 20 inches uh, on top of the, what, 20, 25 inches they got last week. That would, uh, well, that would turn them into a mountain. They would then be snow mountain. Uh, could be another 18 inches in uh, Philadelphia. I don't know whether you, uh, you keep up with the, uh, Kathleen from the Bronx's Twitters, but she's battled the snow. I had to walk through the snow to get to the puppy bowl. And uh, Philadelphia, it was, I think, a half inch, the biggest snowfall Philadelphia had in their history. And I think Baltimore was in the same exact uh Kind of a place. Yeah, and that tomorrow will be the blizzard of Wednesday. The blizzards are coming so fast like and furious yeah. in uh, 2010 that you can't go by year or even month now. So it'll start tonight? Yeah, starts tonight. Hmm. Very interesting. I am uh, going to be keeping an eye on this. By the way, uh, Kathleen also found an old grocery re- list that only said the word whiskey. It didn't have <laughs> anything else but the term whiskey on it. That's not a grocery. It could have been something she pulled out of a fortune cookie. Um, here is uh, Rich. Rich on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? I got what's a Ichiban for you. Oh, I like this. Ichiban. Ellen DeGeneres starts as the guest host of American Idol tonight. Oh, tonight is the beginning of the reign of Ellen DeGeneres. Yep. Uh, I know nothing about this, Fez. The the hosts uh, and the, they're judges. Right, yeah. They're judges and they can send people home? Yes, because tonight also starts Hollywood Week. So Aren't they always in Hollywood? Well, it's... Uh, no, not with the initial auditions. Uh, now it's everybody that got picked along the, uh, across the country goes to Hollywood and they start narrowing it down to our it, finalists. I hope Ellen says this to someone. You have got it. Whatever it is, you have it. I wish I could explain it, because then I would do it myself. I think I would probably say, if I was the judge on there, I'd say that to every contestant. I don't know what it is about you. Don't pay attention to the other judges. Don't listen to the audience at home. You, my friend, are a corner that hasn't been turned yet. Never give up on your dream. Because it will 100% happen for you. You have the power to move a nation. Now, I won't be watching this. Oh, okay. I won't be watching Idol. And look, 
I don't want anybody to take this person personally. Ellen, don't take it personally. But I have some people lost in time on an island. I'm guessing in the South Pacific because it switched. So it could be in Antarctica for all I know. The island moves through time and space. And some people actually exist in two different dimensions. This is the fucking shit that I'm trying to fix on a little island I like to call lost. And let me tell you something, folks. When you're voted off of there, you're dead. That's the difference between that place and Survivor. You watch Survivor, yeah, a person got burned, somebody stepped on a sharp shell. It ain't the same as Lost. Lost, a fucking, uh, a puff of smoke can kill you. You know how, like, they try to tell you since you were a little kid, smoke can kill you? Mm -hmm. This is actual smoke that kills you in front of people. Not some long, lingering death. It chokes you from the outside, which is the weird thing. It is a weird thing, isn't it, Fez? Uh, so, idle or lost, which way are you going? I'm going to go Idol and see uh, America's new judge, Ellen DeGeneres. Is it because Idol gives back and Lost never does? Uh, Hicks, Lost or Idol? Give me Lost. Oh, Come on now. That's a, that's a shocker. I might have never actually ever seen an, an, an episode of Idol. I'm not lying. It's It just seems the craziest thing in the world to me. Well, let me, uh, let me tell you. Here's the thing with uh, Idol. you got to bring it. I mean, this, we are at mm -hmm. the stage now where you got to bring it because it's getting tighter and tighter all the time. Well, this is where song choice is so important. Song choice is important, and I don't know how to say it. You want to have a pitch, but you don't want to be pitchy. So definitely... That's a tightrope. Yeah, it is. It's a tightrope. A one-side ice and one is file. Have a pitch to you. Don't be pitchy. And there's certain idols I would pitch around. There's no sense of letting them go downtown. Let me talk to a man I like to call Mr. TV. Uh, and that's Eastside Dave McDonald. Lost or idol? Lost. Not even not even a second thought. You know that Ellen is the new judge? And she starts tonight and Hollywood Week. I do know Ellen is the new judge. You know she's in a gay marriage. Yeah, but it's not as exciting as as a threesome with Kate that Jack and Sawyer got going on. So sorry, I don't care about her new gay marriage. Oh, that's interesting. The the key is you watch Lost in real time, then you go back and you watch Idol after you've DVR'd it. I didn't even think I could DVR. I didn't. That never even occurred to me. Yeah, that's the way you play that game, Ron. Uh, did you happen to catch the Jay Lendo last night, Fez? No, I did not see it. He was a master. Everything is over from him and uh, Letterman. Uh, and it was so great to see his old friend. And I, I I saw Will Bond last night on the Pardon the Interruption show going, I don't understand why NBC let him do What's in this for Jay Leno? And I'll tell you what's in it for Jay Leno. Redemption. The man is a master. He is the best. He is Machiavelli brought back to life. And tonight is the last primetime Jay Lendo show. He uh, takes a break. We're going to... Uh, I've got a thing booked. I don't know whether... You know how everybody loves the Olympics? Oh, sure. I'm starting something new this year I call the Winter Olympics. It's going to be exclusively on Twitter. 
and hopefully everybody will like it. But instead of like racing, you will see people skiing. Uh, instead of people swimming, I'm going to freeze the pool and have them skate on it. This I'm gonna is be, crazy. I know it is. Crazy talk. I know it is. But I think it could work. Because it's an Olympics for the winter and the winter sports. How come there's no uh, Autumn Olympics? I mean, well, why do the other two seasons get screwed? Just give me time, would you, Dave? I, okay. I, 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 I can't begin to tell you the pressures I have. I apologize. I got idle. I got lost. Wait, you, wait, you're, 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 when did you get lost? You're running those shows? <laughs> when I went to the store with my mom. The thing Scary. is, I thought we were walking, but she stopped to look at something. And then once I got off on my own, everything looked familiar, but it wasn't. That is the worst feeling. Mm. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dave in New Jersey, you're in run of fez yeah, Ron, did you hear that uh, Howard may be going to uh, replace Simon Cowell next year? or is that the, Maybe that not even no? Maybe not even waiting until next year. My inside sources, Fez, and I hate to be the Nicky Fink here, but I am. And this is Deadline, Ron Bennington. Expect to see him tonight. Expect to see him tonight um, judging people and putting people through and telling people... Um, that they're pitchy and they made a bad song choice. What happened to the gay kid from last year? Did he screw the pooch? Well, I don't know if he screwed the pooch. He's just, you know, album sales have slowed considerably. I don't know whether you, you pay attention. The to appearances are, are not happening as much. I, I don't know whether you pay attention to the music industry anymore, but it's almost like the movie industry. You get the first weekend. And if the first weekend, if it doesn't explode for you, they yank the money, they yank the bookings, and they look for the next person. Uh, Lambert is so desperate that his latest uh, magazine interview, he said he's now interested in chicks. And he's very curious about girls. So he's totally trying to just get away See, from See, this is the thing shit. about these idols. They would make a gay man like pussy. If he thought he could get people to look at him... And there is nothing more important in the United States of America than to have people look at you and acknowledge you and know that you exist. The Jersey Shore kids know this as much as anyone. That little Snooky would rather be booed by 18,000 chicken, uh, chicken wing eating drunks in Philadelphia than to uh, spend the day with her uh, sister. You know what I'm saying? It's very important in America today to be acknowledged at all times. Everything you're doing, you must tweet it. You must get it out there. People must go, oh, I know exactly what Snooki's doing. So get booed, Fuzzy. Uh -huh. Let them throw stuff at you. But they have to know that you exist. And that is more important than anything else that you could have in life. It's more important than comfort. It's more important than love. People acknowledging that you exist. The MTV is uh, telling the Jersey Shore cast, cut down on the personal appearances. You're out too much collecting these appearance fees. Right. Uh, keep it to two a week, and now we have to approve them because they're like, the brand is going to get trashed. You're this, just out there too much. It's a very good point. Um, 
because the day that Snooki did and got booed in Philadelphia. And by the way, did you notice they waited until she got booed in Philadelphia before they said we need to yank this back? Because you don't want everyone to hate too soon. The hate will come. And Snooki is rushing along. But that day she flew from L.A. where she had an appearance to Philly where she got booed to Chicago. And at a certain point, you run out of cities. And these guys, they're like, I'm looking over my stuff. I'm opening up a fucking club in Akron. It's already got to that point. I think they've already passed the saturation point. I think the brand is already trash. It probably started trashed. But I, I think they, they've already gone too far. I, I never heard you uh, pay attention to branding before. So it's very, very interesting, Fez, to see you in 90s language. You're in the 90s right now. You're uh, worried about the branding, and pretty soon you're going to be thinking outside the box. Uh, but, yeah, I get you're not a TV star if everybody can meet you and see you. They have to see you somewhat from afar. And Snooki is the biggest of all these people? Without question. Bigger than the situation? Yeah, Snooki is definitely. After, once the pivotal, she gets punched in the face episode, she Nothing never was looked, bigger. Never looked back. Uh, why don't they punch Jaywell in the face? They're going to need to. <laughs> just to correct her nose. Um, it's an exciting thing, Fuzzy. It's an exciting thing to watch the branding. It really is. But how else are these kids going to make money? Like, I understand that they're getting overexposed, but reality stars are not sitcom stars. You have to hit every public appearance and get the cash while you can because you have a shelf life of a year and a half. But MTV is paying them 10 Gs a week. That ain't enough for you, Snooky. You honestly have to go to the subway and fucking hack and sack? Well, if they're going to give her 10 Gs on top of that, then yeah. And no. a $5 foot long. It, the, the same exact thing is true in radio. You don't go booking your own gigs. I guess. Fez just can't start and do a live read for some fucking guy that gave him money. <laughs> you have to. It's their fucking... Sorry, Steven Singer. It's MTV's show. Here's what you need to understand. There's seven of these kids or is there eight? There was eight, but one left, so there's seven. Well, they're bringing back the girl, right? No, she. Um, MTV is harboring a grudge and Angelina will not be back. From what I hear. Now, why are they calling her Brad Jelena? <laughs> Is she with Brad? They're trying to get another brand going. Oh, God, from someone else's brand. They're bra yeah, they're branding stuff. <laughs> All right, very good. Brand Jelena. Yeah. Um, Billy and Savannah, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron Fez? Yeah. Hey, uh, got an Ichiban. The Super Bowl. Before you at, go, wait, at, hold on. You gave the magic word. <laughs> and you deserve a sounder. I love it. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl past mass series finale as the most watched television show in the history of television. You know, Remember Dave, was it Dave who brought that up to us yesterday? And I had no idea. When Dave said it, I was going, well, I thought that MASH was the most watched finale of all time because I think we'd even done that on the show or maybe like situational TV show. I had no idea that the finale of MASH was bigger than all the other Super Bowls. No, I thought it was like a prime time, you know, show deal. And I'm completely shocked that the biggest Super Bowl of all time was at the New York Giants, market number one, defeating the undefeated uh, fucking Patriots, which would have been 
Well, I guess it was history either way that you look at it, but the undefeated season, of course, would have been historical. And then I, I think it was a caller who brought it up yesterday. Well, people were just snowed in, and they couldn't watch in bars, and apparently if you're watching in a bar, you're not counted. So this thing, the Super Bowl, obviously has always been bigger than Mesh, except for they didn't... You know, they don't register it that way, which is why I hate any kind of rating system, no matter what it happens to be, because then they tell you all the reasons that don't work. That right. is not a fucking rating. This doesn't include, you know, a presidential address. Whatever. Or whatever. What, no, no. I mean, the ratings of knowing who's watching TV and when. Oh, OK. It would only work if it was the actual number. If not, you're still just making up a number. And you might as well go back to, to your mom. Uh, saying, well, it's, uh, everyone watches it. Everyone watches it. Uh, Tom in New Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. In case you guys are interested. I am. There's a, okay, there's a nine second clip of Snooky having sex on Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub, I guess, is a porn site. You've seen this, Dave, and you've seen this, Hex? Yeah, I've heard of it. All right, let, let me check with, with my guys over there. Pornhub I, is the place. Pornhub, yeah, it's like a, one of the free uh, clip websites. Um, I heard that there were rumors of it getting released. I haven't heard that it actually was released yet. Well, let's see if we can find the nine-second clip of Snooki. Now, Snooki, Fez, is the punched fat girl, and that uh, rocketed her to number one out of all the Jersey Shore kids. And they're all fabulous. Uh, situation... Uh, Antony, uh, Guitz, and I think one of the Gotti Hotties is part of that house. Nice. I'm not sure which one. Still working. I'm not sure which one it is, but they're all fucking fabulous, and they're all doing, uh, great, great work. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bob from New Jersey has a little bit of an Ichi bound for us. What do you got, Bob? Ron and Lettuce Ross. How you doing today, boys? Um... First of all, his name is Fez, and he only ate lettuce wraps once, and they were delicious. Thank you, Ron. Uh, you got me. You got me. Well, uh, the word over here at the Jersey Shore is that they're going to be renting the house out $6,000 a night in the summertime and uh, 3000 in the winter for fucking one night. Uh, what are we waiting for? Let's try to get that. Lucky winners get <laughs> to stay overnight. All right, we got... Um, the uh, the Pornhub thing here, and this is Snooky. Yeah, nine nope. seconds. All right, there's a strange angle from the top. There's just a close-up of an ass going up and down, and there's no way to know if that's heard. Do you think it's heard, Dave? Looks a little thin for me. Hey, I'm a little too long in the body for me, yeah. and, and there was a close-up of the face. Didn't look like Snooky to Too me. close. Yeah. There was a close-up of an eyeball. I thought it was psycho. <laughs> and if it's really her... That definitely doesn't look like her. Now, the ass, that could be her. But then the waist is a little thin. The torso is too long and thin. Now, one thing about Dave, and I, I've never known anybody else li like this. He knows every reality s star's torso. He can sit here and tell you, short and squatty, I like a long torso. and thin. He focuses on the torso. Yeah, torso is my f the most important part to me. If you have a long torso and small legs, you're crazy looking to me. Well, here's the deal. Well, what about the high-waisted people, which are extreme? Daniel Day-Lewis wears every pair of pants at his nipples. <laughs> and it's almost like 
his fucking legs go to his armpits and then stop. And then you'll see him no matter what the movie is. And you're like, how high is he wearing his pants? If he grows a beard, the buckles right underneath of it. So that can also be a strange one. Yeah. No, you have to have a balanced torso. I agree. I don't want it either way. I don't want it off kilter. Well, Dave, it's not a choice. Uh, human beings don't get the opportunity to, to to have a little box and put in what kind of torso they want. The dead wrestler Chris Benoit had the thing you mentioned, long torso, short legs. So you could be like maybe six feet tall and still look like a midget. Yeah, I've seen that before. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I know who Benoit is, but I, I never saw the torso. Get me a little video of Benoit in the ring. Um, there's no sense in looking at a still picture. Go to, go, uh, YouTube it up, and let me get a good look at this guy. You say he's a tall midget. Yeah, Chris Benoit. Tall midget. Yeah, uh, this is shocking to me. Now I know he killed his wife and his son. Uh, Maybe and, they were making tall midget jokes. Well, apparently. And I don't know if this has ever even come out, but it was the first time we've ever had murder by a, Chris, um, by a crippler crossface. Up to that point, all right, there he is. He's sitting down. Oh, this is him reflecting, Chris Benoit. Yeah, so, uh, on his torso. All right, it's all just... I don't know. I saw that picture. I'm not seeing it as... I'm not seeing the overly short legs. You really got to see him walk around the ring. Okay. I think it's part of the walk as well. All right. You might have me there. Uh, there he is flying. All right. That's a bad finishing move when you go forehead to forehead because mm -hmm. you always kind of knock yourself out. Yeah. And that's and I don't know why he didn't learn from that. I'd have to take him aside and go, I know it's fun to headbutt people in the head, but it seems like, Chris, you're knocking yourself out at the same time. All right, there he is being thrown out by Andre, or I guess that's just the regular giant. Yeah, the big show. Oh, Crippler crossface in off the ropes. Great Upside down. Move. Great move. I think there is something odd about him, but I think it might be the opposite. It seems like his, upper, his torso is too small. So which is it, boys? I think he has a really, really midgety uh, right, torso. All right, that was a quick walk. We didn't get enough there. But we're the seeing. Walking. We've had this on for five minutes, and I haven't seen the freak thing. Boy, this is a long look back at his life. He cried a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems there. It's a very sensitive guy. I mean, except for that one time. Is that the kid he killed? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Jesus, that was where it starts. Yeah, don't hug him. I've always thought Dave would go out the same way. I, I, I picture Dave as before he kills himself, he kills his loved ones. It's possible. There's definitely going to be a murder-suicide in my family. I'm just not sure if it's going to be me. Well, who's going to be doing it? Well, I, I was told over the weekend that if I passed away, that you know maybe my wife would think about killing everyone. That is so sweet. <laughs> So, how did this come wow. up? Wow. <laughs> really, I'm interested to it hear this. It was snowing. It was uh -huh. snowing. And, um, that I, leads to depression. <laughs> I can, too much. You know what I get with, uh, snow fez? What? As particularly a blizzard, a little bit of a claustrophobic <laughs> feel. Yeah. Like I'm in the middle of a snowbank wherever I go. Even if I find a small air mm -hmm. pocket, whether it's a car or home, <laughs> I feel like this is the only air there is. <laughs> Focus on it this weekend, folks. Or, and by the way, the weekend starts tonight. 
There's no way Dave makes it in here tomorrow. <laughs> well, that was the problem, was that I shouldn't have driven in on Saturday. Really? Is that bad? It was terrible. And um, it took me three hours to get there, and I almost crashed like eight times. All I right. was very lucky. But anyway, I called her. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was stalled in the parking lot of a, of my commuter parking lot. Stalled? I called her and was crying. Like, I can't get out. <laughs> Come on. I swear to God. I was crying. Well, I told you not to come do your crazy fucking show. You were right. I no. told you not to do it. Well, see, between Benmo and Dave, By everyone life. cries as much as me. When you get that frustrated, call me so I can start laughing. <laughs> I, should, I, I can't have, get out, honey. How I didn't twit you is beyond me. <laughs> You're insane not to. I should have. I, I can't believe I didn't. But right. Well, because if the show was on at any other time, I wouldn't have come in. But it was since it was on at 9, I figured, okay, that's plenty enough time for the snow to melt. I'm an idiot. Anyway, I called her. I go, I'm not going to make it. I've almost crashed. And now I'm stuck in the parking lot. I can't get out. And I'm not going to make it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be the last time you hear it. She goes, "You, if you die, I'm killing the kids and then myself. So oh, you, swear to God, this is true. That's not an wow. option. <laughs> we were both emotional that day. She, I don't think she's really going to. No, in fact, I know she really hopefully won't do that. But actually, I was quite. I thought that was very nice of her to say that. I was actually. Can I just tell you this? Flatterer. If that happens, the following day's show will be must listen. All right. <laughs> just just the next day. Yeah, I don't you know what. Down for a week. I don't want to fucking beat it to death. That's <laughs> a murder suicide. With this the WWE no, and focus really. on Ben more it's, than that. It's an accidental uh, accidental death. Right on my part. Double murder. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, all right. I'll give you two shows. <laughs> two shows. One show will be uh, sadness, and the second will be anger. How dare they? <laughs> you know, because I always love yeah. when that, when the suicide thing, the first is shock and sadness, and then ends up in anger, so we can all go on. You I know, see, so yeah. at a certain point that you have to say, to not let the rest of us know is nothing but selfishness. Yeah. And then we can all become, you know, self-righteous. Right. You can get mad at me for driving in. There could be a lot How dare he? <laughs> I'm going to play a clip when I told him you're not doing the Saturday show. And listen to my voice, ladies and gentlemen. Because, uh, yeah, the first day I'll try to be on every one of the cheap-ass shows going like this. Up shock, right now I'm in shock. He was a lovely person, and the second day uh, will be, you know, the funeral stuff, which you know we're going to get over, and it's going to work for us. And then the third day will be just anger, and then the fourth day I'll try something that won't work. You know what I mean? uh, Nobody will be really interested. No, it'll be like the time to go on show that everyone's already given up on him and is bored. I guess three shows is Uh, enough. We'll do what we can with it. I'm going to honestly All play right. it by ear. But I'm also going to have some of the clips of uh, people singing the funny jingle songs for $1,000, <laughs> just in case if it ain't working. That's from Penny Stock Chaser, $1,000. No, please don't go into a live read every time I try to do a joke. that Nobody wants to play this anymore. They don't want to keep sending their songs, and we've got a lot of them. We've got a ton of them, and i got to tell you right now, they're all bad. Uh, if you're not sending a song in... You just cost yourself a thousand dollars, and it looks like some of these people are recording it on their phones. Yes, phone technology is very in. If I was Penny Stock Chaser, I'd say to myself, "How can I get out of this? 
What do I have to do to get out of this promise? So what did you say when you were told, I'm going to kill the kids and then myself? I said, don't do that. <laughs> and then I go, all right, I'm going to drive slower. Fuck special <laughs> delivery. If I'm a half hour late, I'm a half hour late. Sam lives a lot closer than you. Yeah, I left at 5. I got here at like 8.30. You shouldn't have done it. And when I drive to the city, now when I commute on my bus, it takes two hours. But when I drive just by myself, right. it takes me an hour. Why don't you and Sam record a show that can be thrown in any time? It's a brand new show. Oh, that that's a good idea. You can just throw it in there any time. It's the fucking winter. You have a lot of good ideas. I know I do. And I, I, I'm, I'm taking stock in all of them, by the way. Uh, the dream, the fantasy idea? Yes, I've already made a plan for that to be enacted. Uh, Dave told us yesterday he has a fantasy of doing sports radio as, as a play-by-play -play man. And I go, well, then do it. And he goes, it's just a fantasy. And I'm <laughs> like, what? why? He goes, how could I even get in? Right. You are in. You work for Sirius XM. I know, but you're see the my thinking was always people in sports are a lot more straight laced than me. True, and I feel like that kind of would disqualify me. But after what you were saying, I don't know. I think I'm gonna. Try, I'm making the fancy. Hopefully, I got two words for you. Yeah, and this might help, Marv Alpert. Now the point is in life that normally, if you're good, you can get away with more stuff. If you're bad, it doesn't matter. Right. If you're good, you know, you can you can get away with it. Yeah. But you should cut back on having guys kiss on your show. If you want to be seen as more serious. Well, I am going to do, um, can I make an announcement? Yeah. I, uh, the next time there's a special delivery best of, there will not be a best of. The first hour will be the Davey Mac Sports Hour live. Just me, sports, no bullshit. I'm not even gonna, I'm gonna try not even to curse if I can help that. Why are you only doing an hour? Cause I've never done it before. I wanna, I wanna get comfortable with the hour, then all go right. into a two hour, you know, of, of Sam and Dave. But I want, but the first hour is all live, all new. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to put a fucking net out there. You can do this. You can sit and talk sports and you can just do the whole hour. I'm going to do the whole hour. I'm not even going to have a co-host or anything. Well, uh, Pepper's going to come in to help me out with the board. That's it. When is it? When's the date on this? March 6th. Uh, I'm going to call in that night as a fast-talking sports caller. <laughs> I appreciate you know, it. Uh, David, I was listening to the show, and you know, the Mets have got to do a lot of things to turn around. I mean, they definitely need pitching. And well, here's what I was thinking right now. I don't know. If you listen to sports radio, the speed of their callers is phenomenal. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Listen, here's the main thing I was talking about was the Super Bowl. Um, they need to break up the Colts. It's just not working for them anymore. Manning has lost it completely. And I was thinking, this is this kid out of the university. And you're like, what? What's happening? Relax. Yeah. Speed and anger is, is a lot of the callers. They're all, right. all angry. I'm very proud of this. I want a date on it. March 6th. March 6th, uh, which is also known as birthday. March 6th. Really? Yeah. It's just that. called birthday. Is that, you know, days have things. So March 6th, it's all coming down. Davy Max Sports Emporium. Davy Max Sports Hour. Uh, I'm very, very excited Sports for you. Sports Emporium is actually better. It is. That <laughs> way. <laughs> and then this way you, here's how I think you should do it, if, if you want to know the truth. Yes. It's a three-hour show that you normally do? Special delivery, yes. It's usually three hours. Do three one-hour shows. Don't make a three-hour show. Do three different sports uh, formats 
every hour just slightly different, and that way you have three different choices to send out to people. Okay, three. Well, I think it's already automated so that those other two, the other two hours is definitely Sam and Dave. I had to pull a shitload of strings just to get this hour, but I okay. do have this hour. All right, done deal. Who, who had to okay it? Um, one of the bosses, um, engineering, uh, Rob, I believe, and then Troy well, held. Why do you act like you don't know Rob, who Rob is? You <laughs> uh, talk to him every single day. Is there a Rob here? And Troy, you know, the E-Rock had to, you know, they all had to fucking do Well, good, shit. Sam. You want to fucking be snooky and go around doing, um, Sam did. uh, cheap fucking pops? Like he was very supportive, actually. Yeah. You want to keep running around doing cheap pops? <laughs> That's your fucking thing. He's very um, Nick, Ohio, you're on running Fez. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Yeah. Davey, I just want to let you know, man, look at guys like Scott Farrell on the other side of the channel. He does all the, the sports for the Howard Show. And uh, listen to his voice and listen to what, how he presents the sports. And that's a gimmick. You don't, you don't have to... Really calm down. Sure, you, you don't want to be doing the gay stuff. I, I, you know, I think Dave uh, meant this. In his personal life, in his, not, I mean, not personal life, but his professional life, he's been crazy stunt boy. You can put that behind you. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I mean, that's so 2008, you know, when we right. think about it. We're in a fucking new decade. Never look back. Yeah, it's that's so long ago. And I'm going to be Dave, but I'm going to be, I'm, uh, this is about sports. I said sports was my fancy. I this wish you were doing it this Saturday. Sports. Uh, but by the way, and I told you this yesterday, all the fucking sports uh, jobs, there's a ton of them out there. There's a ton. And uh, I have a very good friend who um, is always looking for sports people for a major, major uh, company. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be listening on March 6th. No. <laughs> no. We'll put something together when you're ready. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, and then there's going to be another one two weeks after that because Sam has uh, has like a, a family situation. Maybe if that one happens, you can do the f full thing. That's right. Maybe if I feel comfortable enough with that hour, yeah. And if I can what's get the it family passed. situation? Another abortion? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I don't. I didn't ask because he's stacking them up right now. <laughs> and you know, Fezzi, I was always pro-choice. Mm -hmm. No more. I saw this Tim Tebow thing. Yeah, I didn't know how much his mom loved him, so now I'm against it. Or I'm for it. I'm for them by being against other things. I don't know how it is. That's your little Timmy. His mom's good looking. I thought. That's all I got out of that commercial. And she can take a tackle. Uh, Jack in Boston, you're on Fez. Hi, Ron. Great show. I, I, I just saw an item in the Indie Star uh, regarding the return of the Colts from the uh, Super Bowl yesterday at 4 o'clock. The plane arrived, and there were 11 fans to greet him. Uh, in my opinion, that's 11 too many. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, but stay away from those guys. They're professionals. They don't need people bugging them when they just had a major loss. See, I think the town should have come out to greet them. I think the oh, whole no. town should have been out there. No, I don't believe in that. They went to a Super Bowl. No, they were supposed to win the Super Bowl. They didn't. It's a tough thing. Uh, I don't think Peyton needs people to pump him up. He knows what he's supposed to do. 
I think there. I think it shows they're as fair weather as some of the other fans. Like as long as they got Peyton and they're winning, yeah, that dome is filled and everything. But I think the town should have been out there to greet them. And what would they have cheered? We don't care about winning. <laughs> no, they would have just thanked them for going to a Super Bowl for making it that far. That's. Bush League type of shit, that kind of stuff. The Yankees would never throw a parade. I mean, New York wouldn't throw a parade if the Yankees lost the World Series. You, I'm not you talking don't do about that. a parade. I'm talking about just fans showing their appreciation by showing up when they come home. I think it's embarrassing. Who wants that? You know, I, I mean, want it. I'm, I'm being totally serious. And what? How are those fans supposed to celebrate? <laughs> like, what are they supposed to celebrate? We all lost money. <laughs> a big fucking sign. We bet the over. And we bet on you guys. Yeah, you just crushed my uh, kid's heart. Yeah, I think that you do. Like, you, uh, Peyton Manning couldn't have handled it any fucking better. He was there like a gentleman. Uh, he gave his interviews after. Obviously, on the inside, he's crushed. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't let the world see it. But I, he doesn't want your pity. And that's what the fuck that would be. That is just a big pity thing. And saying... Hey, it doesn't matter. We still love you. You know what? That's what your mom and your chick is for. See, I think I'd rather be a Lions fan, the perennial loser, where at least the losses are explainable. The team stinks really bad. That's why they lose. You're a Colts fan. It's got to drive you even more insane to have all the tools, to have Peyton Manning, and not win that Super Bowl. That's got to drive you nuts. Well, it's not a gimme. It's not wrestling. I think one of your things is you grew up on wrestling where everybody gets their time with the belt. It is very explainable why they lost this. They played a really high-powered fucking offense with a coach who took major chances that could have blown up in his fucking face. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, it, to say to sit there and say this isn't explainable is fucking ridiculous. This is a, gr a great team who still picked, uh, as far as the odds go, as the odds-on favorite uh, next year. And you know why that is, Fess? Why? You really don't know why they're I, the odds-on favorite. Well, I would say Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning, but if you look at what the Colts have done over the past decade, they make the playoffs. And that's the toughest thing in the world to do is to keep making the playoffs and then you got two, three fucking games that you can put together and win this thing. Look at the city of Philadelphia. The Eagles have went so many times, only got to the dance once, got beat. Now you can sit around and say, oh, Jesus Christ, they got beat by Tom Brady and the fucking Patriots. Right. It's not shocking to lose to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Most of the reason that fucking Manning doesn't have his ring is because of the Patriots. This is one they should have won, but they were only five-and-a-half-point fucking favorites. They weren't two touchdowns. This was an upset, but not a major upset. Yeah, the, the Saints were the best team in the NFC from start to finish. Let's not forget, they were also undefeated for a long period of time. They were also a great fucking second, yeah, for the first 13 weeks. Yeah, I mean, this was not a fluky team. But that whole thing of uh, we're going to show up even if you lose, I guess if girls want to fucking do that, they can. I don't think it's a thing for a guy to do. Uh, here's Tom. Tom, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah. Listen, Fez, this is why uh, there's a problem now with all these kids that get uh, trophies for winning or losing. You know, there's one winner. When I was a kid, I played ball. If 
if I didn't win, I didn't get a trophy. Um, maybe. Do you want everybody to get a trophy, Fez, and everybody to say Peyton did win too? Because he was good? No, they don't need to say that he won, but just show uh, some appreciation. They don't need to, though. He didn't win. You, you don't need to go out there. You. you... And I, I will say this. Peyton Manning is one of the most appreciated people in sports. He is easily number one in um, commercial endorsements in football. I wouldn't even tell you who number two is. The, the surprising thing to me is when you see how much bigger football is than basketball, but how much more endorsement money there is in basketball. Yeah. Everybody's got a deal in basketball. It's those shoes. And very few people do in football. Well, you can wear your shoes to be fashionable. You're not going to wear cleats around like in the mall. I don't understand why you wouldn't want a fucking AP pair of sneakers. It doesn't make any fucking difference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because you know he doesn't wear them. You know, Jordan used to wear his Air Jordans, and then kids would buy them. What is it, Brian? Brian. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Just wanted to correct you. Uh, the Eagles went to the dance twice. I said in the, in the last 80s. 10 years. Oh, okay. With that, you're, in the you're last correct. 10 years, they've been to the championship game like five. five. They've been to playoffs just about every year, and they, they're basically... 0-1 in the Super Bowl. Yes. And there was no fucking parade for them when they got back. They weren't waiting with people all saying, we love you anyway. That's bullshit that Houston plays. That's I'll never right. forget the fucking Houston Oilers doing that years ago. when they And it looked embarrassing. And the Oilers never came back from it. Yeah, that's why I said it's Bush League. No sports city would ever fucking be nice to their, to, to their team that just lost. It, what you do is you just sit in discomfort. It doesn't mean that you hate them. But you sit in sadness and discomfort. And you wait for next year. Um, yeah. And you, that's how you get behind your team. You show up next year and say, we're going to do this. Bill, West Virginia. Hey, Dave. I can't wait for your show. But Thank I'm you. thinking uh, you're going to have to change the name. Go for something like a Red McDonald. The Red McDonald Sports Show. Um, Red Barber, I understand what you're trying to do there. I like the idea of that. You know, I like the idea of... Uh, it's not, not terrible. All right. Maybe, and this is a beautiful way of you putting it all behind you with some of the shit that you've done being, you know, crazy stump boy. You follow the red thing, and you follow Red Barber, but you're a red hairdresser. And red hairdresser coming at you with sports. That's the, my last name is hairdresser? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Red hairdresser? Legendly go with red cosmetologist. <laughs> Well, it's just so odd. Like, red hairdresser... I don't when... want to call you red beauty technician. That would be when, insane. Wouldn't you think most people would think they're turning in, though, turning on a hair show rather than a sports show? Did you think that was Red Barber? Did people go, Red Barber? Wait, I don't want to hear about hair. Good point. Good point. But Barber sounds like a real last name. Hairdresser. I mean, no, it's something to chew on. I'll say that. I got till March 6th. 6th. Oh, my God, don't make those kind of mistakes on the air and say I got the marks thick. <laughs> don't make me nervous. What's Red Hairdresser talking about? <laughs> Renzo, you're on a Fez. Yeah, Fez, uh, you shouldn't, you know, give failure, you know, any praise. When I was younger, in the Boy Scouts, I had this uh, you know, box car thing, you know, those wooden box cars, and my old man couldn't help me out. He had to work late. And, of course, I came in last. Fucking, it was a piece of shit. Like a moron. They still, you know, they still gave me a trophy, like, ooh, most interesting car. But I even knew at a young age, I'm like, no, I'm a fucking loser. This sucks. Like, you can't fucking praise shittiness. It just it doesn't work. What do you get out of, of praising, uh, bothering the team when they're coming back all destroyed? 
I think, you know, it's, you know, they're, uh, like you said, they're destroyed. Show some uh, appreciation for a 14, you know, win season, 14 and 2 season. Fez says that. When the Bucks won the Super Bowl, they had a parade through Ybor City. This is when they won the Super Bowl. How many people do you think showed up? 2.5 million. A little smaller. Uh, a million. 100,000 people. <sighs> And they were excited with it. Now the st the stadium seats what seventy five. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there was an extra twenty five thousand people. So they're home fans. Yeah. Were yeah, that's parade. my point. People should show up. Yes, when you win the Super Bowl, there should be more than a hundred thousand. Were you shocked with that number, Fez? Yes, I was. I honestly was. Because I had seen... That's going to be the smallest Super Bowl parade in history. It, it probably is. Because I know that I went to the airport... Uh, Dungy's first year in the playoffs uh -huh. with the Bucks, they had gotten beat in Green Bay, but it had been so long since they had been to the playoffs at all that they had even been decent that, yeah, I went out to the airport and greeted them, and there was a huge amount of people out there. What's huge? I would say there was probably about four or five hundred out there compared to the 11 at Indianapolis International. But, and that was a, like a divisional game. That wasn't even coming home from a Super Bowl. The market difference is the Colts won game. three years ago. And you guys, you just said, hadn't even been in the playoffs in decades. So that's why the Colts fans aren't going to get psyched for a team losing. Mm. If Once you've tasted, once you've been to the mountaintop, why the fuck are you going to care about getting anywhere else? It, it, it's very strange once you win your championship. How much you uh, you uh, you change? Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Giants. I wouldn't give them a parade this year. You know, they didn't get. They didn't the, win it. At the same time, I'm not one of those fans. Hey, the the whole entire year sucked ass right. just because they won a Super Bowl. Because that's not realistic. You know, you 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 see three or four sports championships in your life. If you're if you're rooting for a good franchise, it was really interesting to see when Elway won his first. Super Bowl, he was like, you know, one of those guys looking to the things and like, oh my God. Then he comes back the next year and wins it and goes, I guess, thanks, man. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you want to do the Disney commercial? No. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I already got one. I don't know if you want to be celebrating not making it. Particularly, like Dave said, if you. You made it before. Red's on to something. Thank you. I like it. Um, I think that just breeds loser mentality, to be honest with you. You know, like I said, the, the Patriots, the Yankees, the Lakers, none of those fans would give their team a, a, a an airport greeting if they lost. This would be a perfect format for your new sports show. By the way, I love the, the idea you're doing it. You and the callers. Boom. I mean, Let's I guess this. Chris Stanley will be here, but I wasn't going to count on him. Talk he, directly to the coach. He doesn't really, yeah, like sports. You, everybody's doing the, you know, fucking same show these days. Yeah. And I think that's one of the problems with Sam and Dave getting traction. It just sounds like same things that you hear everywhere. Not the new show. Boom, 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 boom. Just me and you. You Joe American. That's right. You're the voice of fucking sports reason. I'm gonna turn off all the lights in here and just and just and just broadcast with one candle in front of me. It's not a bad idea. And open up the fucking show with uh, uh, 
What is it? Turn off the lights by the great Donna the, Summer? Turn, yeah. I thought you were going to say The End by Jim. No, you don't want to do that because everyone's waiting for the murderer's suicide, accidental <laughs> snowbag death. <laughs> if you do that, I'll kill the kids and myself. <laughs> don't do that! I'll be careful! <laughs> Trust me! All right, hold on. It's time for sports on a Saturday night. Red hairdresser up next. Make it. I'm going to be getting out of here, scooting on out of here for red hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, all the lights. Good evening, everybody. It's Tuesday, February 9th, 2010. Talking to you about sports. I like that. I'm red hairdresser. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Now that I say it, I'm yeah, out. It doesn't yeah. sound good. Doesn't sound good. But I do like red. Yeah, red's not terrible. I, I, it's really not a bad idea for you to distance yourself from East Side Dave. And red Barber, and there was a Red Smith. Yeah, greatest sports writer ever, they say. Yep. Yeah, give us some real volume on this now. You know, if I had a time machine, I might go fuck uh, 1978 Donna Summer. Not today's Donna Summer. Big. Real big. Aggressive. You're like fucking the bus. <laughs> I don't know if this is a sports song either. It's too crazy. Keep the lights on. Uh, for people. A, yeah, don't dim all the lights. It's a little light for sports. Would you want Fez to be your sidekick? Um, I love Fez, but his I'm a, I, I plan to do some hot stove baseball talk. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if Fez can do like you know off uh, off season acquisitions the way I plan to do. That's going to be one Fez. of the segments because I'm furious at the Yankees, but I'm not going to give everything away. But I am. Can't wait for this I'm show. Serious. Wow. Can't wait for this show. Plus, you made the decision. I wish I made years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Are you going to play a lot of disco or just this one song? Well, I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm going to be playing any disco. Sports and disco. Yeah. You know, I think this is just the brainstorming session of Red McDonald's Sports Emporium. All right, I got. I'm ready to put up a hundred dollar bet. You get a call from Blowhard. I wouldn't <laughs> mind. No, he will. He'll go deep with you. I wouldn't mind. Blowhard no sports. Yeah, I would definitely welcome Blowhard. Mike, how you doing, buddy? How's things in New Orleans? All right, buddies. It's uh, everybody's still going crazy. Right, uh, that's great. Like I say, we're going to have a big parade today, and uh, you know we only got about six hundred thousand people here in New Orleans, and they expecting five hundred thousand. That's really great. And, that's know, really like, great. I would have had the stupid parade even if they lost. The other hundred thousand are firemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got stuff to do that day. I can't leave. Um, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. Wa- I hate to watch parades. 
But I'll be watching on that one. I'm sure ESPN will be sending a lot of it. Enjoy yourself, my friend. Now, there are a lot of people saying this is like the best things that could happen in New Orleans. And other people are going, hey, it's just a football game. It doesn't build any, um, you know, it's not rebuilding the ninth ward. But you do have to say something for this. There wasn't hundreds of thousands of people like this spilling into the street when Obama got elected. You know what I mean? It, there is something really powerful for a city that sports works. And is it all stupid? Yeah. But there's a lot of stupid things in life. You know? Stupid is part of life. Real, I think it's really, really good for the city. I do. And it was the main reason I was rooting for them. Uh, Greg in uh, Oregon, you're in front of us. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking uh, stuttering red. Sports talk with stuttering red. Stuttering? Um, I don't know what you're talking about, mister. Sports! I used to stutter, but I got Sutter over that. Sutter Stanley. <laughs> that would be Not my son. Not a good sports name. But you really want to do play-by-play with a team, huh? Yeah. I that mean, would be the real dream. Yeah. They're both dreams. They're yeah. both dreams. You what know? sport? Uh, baseball, for sure. Oh, jeez. I'd love to see you out on out on, the, out on the road, 162 games. But I would take football or basketball as well. I really would. I love those sports. Now, hockey, I'm not as well-versed in. I'd also really well, like to do Well, you can't hockey. even do hockey on this show. Uh, hmm. Opie has an exclusive 202 hockey contract. Oh. Because um, we've looked into it a couple of times. A lot okay. of people write to me and go, why don't you do more hockey talk? Love to, but I have to respect the ex- uh, exclusive deal that Opie signed a couple of years ago to be the sole hockey voice on XM. And some people have written right. to me. I've responded and told them that over the years. And some people write back that it's not uh, fair. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting around. I'm not. I'm sure not looking to step on any toes. You, you can't know. break a contract. A contract right. is a contract. Bill in Florida, you're in Manifest. Davey Mack. What's up? How about the red zone? Dude. It's not bad. Dude, that's fucking great. That's not bad. That really isn't. I'll put in two calls to Red Bull right now. <laughs> Everything that you do, here's the beauty of it. Take that red thing that's always bothered you and embrace it. Because, oh, here's the sports guy with the do your all red team. Rusty Staub makes it in the Red Hall of Fame. Bill Walton. I guess McGuire. I'll throw him in there. Todd Marinovich. With as- mm-hmm. an asterisk for McGuire. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's real red hair. Yeah. All right, I'm loving the red zone. Um, Chris, Chris, you're on Fez. Hey, I, hello? Yeah, what can we do for you, buddy? Yeah, I just wanted to say the uh, Russian uh, 1980 uh, hockey team, uh, when they flew back to Russia after losing to the U.S., their families didn't even meet them at the airport to bring them home. No, because it, it was shame. You have to put it this way, Fez. When you lose the Super Bowl, you feel like the United States did after the Vietnam War. And when those veterans came back, we spit on them. We called them baby killers. We told them we preferred hippies to them. Yeah. It's just like if we dropped this Afghanistan thing. And we thought we had mission accomplished. There's no fucking parades for those guys. There's no parades for the guys who come back from Iraq. We had a couple at first when we thought it was an easy victory. Now, is that fair, Fez? No. Life no. isn't fair. 
I tell you time and time again, stop expecting any kind of fairness in life. Uh, Eric in Texas, you're on Fez. How about Davy Redbone? Davy Redbone. Oh, okay. You know, so he wants me to change my last name. I mean... It's a smart idea to change the last name. There's already a Davy Red who sometimes does the comedy on the Ron Fez, and then there's Leon Redbone, so it's like a weird combo of that. I'm not sure. Um, how about Red Mac? It doesn't seem like you're done. Mac, Mac Red? Mac sounds like a first name. What about Red Mac, Mac Red? sounds like a new sandwich at McDonald's. With a lot of ketchup. I'm starving, though. What if I Jack Blacked it and say Mac Red? What My if name I did... is Jack Black. It's not going by Blackjack. What if I called myself, oh, I got an idea. Yeah. Mick, like Mickey Mail, Mick Donald. My last name would being Donald. Mick Donald. Yeah, my first name is Mick. Hey, Mick. And then my last name is Donald. And I he... like that, except for it takes the red out of it. I do think you want to own the red thing. Mick, in quotes, Red Donald. Mick Red Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm You're worried. Mick Red Donald. Mick Red. Then you know people start to call you Donnie. Donnie, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't want to be known as Donnie. I mean, even though he's my favorite baseball player. I understand. But I'm always looking for how it can go out. Um, here's your first caller of the new show, the Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. Hey guys. First of all, how about you just call yourself Jersey Red? Jersey Red is too much of a pal talk name for my tastes. And here's the other side on. of this. Suppose he gets this job with Atlanta that uh, Fred Brooklyn found for you. You don't want to have to move to another market and have the name Jersey. Because right. <laughs> when you go to a new market, you immediately want to make them think you grew up there. I'll All right, tell you now, something right now about the mud hens. Now, getting back to the music, uh, turn out the lights. That was... Uh, Dandy Don Meredith's gimmick back in Monday Night Football. It was a Willie Nelson song. Turn out the lights, the party's over. It wasn't Don, you know, the Donna Summer, obviously. But Dave, if you're going to do talk sports talk, you really got to like stop throwing uh, these ridiculous things out. Like, for example, you said that the best manager in baseball was Bobby Cox. I mean, you can, you got to really think about make an argument. your opinions. You, you can, can make, make an, an argument. argument. But you can make an argument, you know, do pigs fly? You have to just Bar, be a little more this rational. crazy talk. Well, Bar, let's just do this on March 6th. But for, for a, a, a little uh, teaser, the guy went to the playoffs 15 years and in a row. Had it's one a record. Series win. So what? I could be the greatest manager at one Baseball is not win. judged on just championships. You know that, oh, no, Bar. Huh? Well, ask Joe McCarthy or Miller Huggins, some of the great managers of baseball history. Bobby and Cox that's another is problem you better have. than that's Joe Torre. You have to respect history. I you live in the now. You talk about... You are talking the wrong guy. bringing up the 80s, Phillies, and You're the crazy. 70s. You you bring up modern day stuff when you Absolutely have an appreciation incorrect. of I, the game. I, I, he's here, wrong here, about that. Here's a no good idea for you. respect. How about this for your for your name, Dave? You come out as Brooklyn's own Joe Cassi, and you're <laughs> blowhard. Is that a uh, blowhard? What do you think of the name? I, I love it. I, I, just the fact that that guy is on the air every Saturday night doing that. Brooklyn's own Joe Causey on CBS FM. He's the best. You ever hear his show? No. He does weekends, and, he and he'll do this. Uh, and he does kind of a blowhard thing. We'll go like this. Remember uh, when everybody would have a dog? Yeah, that's the days we're going. It's like the most, like, remember when everyone had a Mustang? Well, Ronnie, how about when he says, 
Yeah, I'm sitting here in my leisure suit. Remember <laughs> yeah. walking down the avenue listening to, oh, it's Yvonne Elliman. If I can't have you on CBS FM. It's really uh, a great show. It'll be like, everybody used to have plastic on their furniture. I'm Brooklyn's own Joe Cosby. <laughs> to, my friends out, to my friends in the pizza place down there in yeah. Bensonhurst eating the meatballs. Here's a little village people. But, Dave, seriously... You really got to just stop throwing the incendiary, ridiculous comments out there. You got there. to. You Dave. have to. Listen to Blowhard. You have to. Blowhard, wait a second. Hold on. You you know uh, the history. What's Ty Cobb's uh, career batting average? Oh, yeah. You want to go about statistics. What's um, 367? What's uh, Any Bruce's career idiot average? Any memorize a sports He's almanac. He's good, though. You have to have a history. You Smart have to enough. have a history. These are red you facts. You can't memorize an almanac. What did Mickey Mail hit with the year he won the Triple Crown? 367. 356. Smart enough. Right, I was close. But Smart enough. You don't know shit. I know uh, history. I watch Ken Burns' baseball series at once a month. This is the point that you start yelling, get off my phone. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> guys, get off my phone! You don't call in the Davy Mac Red Sports Hour with that type of BS. It's for serious callers only. John from Cincy. <laughs> John from Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run a Fez. The white HBO hey, show. Hey, Dave, you got to get a sidekick and call it Mike and I Fuck the Dog. Oh, God, the Daily Leader. Already fucking with Dave. You are not welcome, mister. Uh, Dan, you're on Run a Fez. Dan in Florida. Hey, Bobby. Hey, uh, Dave, I got a name for your show. How about the Red to Go show? Red to Go. Get it ready to go. And uh, if you had Blowhard on your show, I'd fucking kill myself. <laughs> you should think about getting Black Earl Douglas for your show, man. Black and red. So for the first black and red. Black and red's awesome. <laughs> that is flat out great. But the first, the first episode, it's just going to be me. I, I decide that it's only an hour. Dave, I might as well just do I'm, it myself. I'm going to tell you something, and it's really fucking. I hope if nothing else, you take this to heart. Make it 100 percent about yourself. There's just the team thing is done a little bit, and then radio, uh, sports radio now starts to have four and five guys. Yeah. I told this to Blowhard so many times. Don't even interact with a fucking producer. Just be the old angry guy in the phones or happy guy in the phones, whatever it happens to be, because that's not being done as much. Yeah. It, you could be a little more serious than most of the fucking people are out there. Yes, yeah, so that's what my plan is. This is a, it's a serious sports show. Now, here's the one fucking problem for you, though. It's really weird to start breaking out and doing a national sports show. It's to yeah. me, it's a lot easier if you were just doing it in one market. Then you can, you know, you at that point. Let's suppose you had a show in Philadelphia. Right. Everyone's either really happy uh, with the Phillies or angry with the Seventy Sixers, so you can get flows going. The flow on a national show. Is difficult because everybody keeps calling about their own particular show, yeah. their own particular team. So you th have to think: How do I move everybody back and forth? Right, and it's a lot of information with the national sports show. That's why local sports seems to work well. Like even you know, if say if you're in Atlanta, you can concentrate on the Hawks and Absolutely. the Braves. But if you're it's national, you have to have all the teams. Right, and the the passion is always local. With sports. Yeah. But, you know, hey, this is the platform that uh, God gave me, so I'm going to have to make it national. You make do. You yeah. make do. I have to as make do. all you can do. You as make do. As long as I don't do hockey. Because uh, yeah. of the Yopi clause. I understand. Is this an exclusive clause right there? Is, is it fair? No. But it happened. 
Uh, John, you're on Fez. Now, what about a Red Rock Coalition segment on the show? Mm. Well, that's too much like Earl now. The black and red is where it's Mike, at. you're on Fez. Yeah, Dave, I've got the perfect one for you, brother. The Red Rider Rockin' Sports Hour. Red Rider is a fucking cool name. When Red Rider? Yeah, when you're coming back, Red Rider. Yeah, that, that, that could be a name that could work for me. Hi, you're listening to Red Rider. Kevin and Kennedy, you're on Fez. Yeah, I want to give uh, Dave Duracell, Dave McDonald for the copper top. Duracell Dave. Kevin, how's that gray cup coming out for you? See? That kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing on the on the, uh, so on the show. You should know every, every bit of sports there is. I'm going to try. Are you going to use humor or stay away from it? No, I'm going to be myself. But like I said, when I talk sports, I tend to actually be more serious. Right. That's just in my natural personality. You this, get is your R- this is your RBI. It's another side of you. I guess you're right about that. Yes, yeah. it is. I am definitely more serious when I talk sports. Sure. Because I, you know, it's it's something that I believe should be looked at seriously. But maybe occasional joke here, there. Sure. Just like in real life. <laughs> uh, Tony, Brooklyn, you're on my face. Hey, Dave, why doesn't Terry Bradshaw get the respect that he's due? I, you know, he won four Super Bowls. What's your opinion on that? Well, the fact of the matter is that the Steel Curtain got those uh, Steeler teams of the 70s four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw, hey, he was good at managing a team, but is he a star? I don't think so. He wouldn't even be in my top five QBs all time. Controversial. I'm loving it. Taking down Terry Bradshaw. And that, I'm also looking at you, Peyton Manning. You just kicked yourself out of Davey Mack's top five QBs of all time. All right. Why don't we do this? Let me take a break here. When we come back, it's going to be talking sports with Red McDonald. Actually, Red McDonald's not bad at all. Okay. It's Red down homey. It is uh, kind it, of down homey. It's like your buddy that you talk sports well, that's, with. That's what well, the, the Red Smith thing and the Red Barber. Yeah. They I were that. down homey. I won't they, like that. I they like did that. not intellectualized. They're, they were emotional people. Right. But actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. They're, they were both kind of some of the first sports guys that used their head. Not not just this sucks and all. Right, yeah. And, and Red Spinny Barber certainly, certainly was a uh, All right. Your, uh, your call is for Red McDonald. When we get back, talking sports with Red McDonald. It's the Ron Fez Show. Yeah, you're back in the red zone with Red McDonald taking your calls down in Florida. You're on the red zone. Hey, Red, first time caller, long time listener. Great to have I you, Danny. Uh, I was wondering, what do you think of the U.S.'s chances in the World Cup this summer? Well, you're looking at them having to get past England, in my opinion, to show that they are a national power. I do like their chances. I think Holland. Ranked third is a joke. I think that uh, Brazil is a little overrated at their number two ranking. I think they've slipped. You're looking at Spain, of course, and you are looking at America will be the upset special. Go USA. Here's uh, Ben in Georgia. Red, thanks for taking my call. Long time, first time. Thanks for coming on board, Ben. 
Hey, uh, looking at with the NBA being at its uh, midway point coming up, who, you, uh, who do you like in the finals? I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm going to shock you, that I do think the Lakers' injury problems will catch up with them, and I'm still not sure if our test will be able to continue being a calm team player. As a result, I think Dallas Mavericks will come out of the West to play the Cleveland Cavs in your NBA Finals. You can put that in the book. Brett, Maryland. Yeah, I need to ask Brady Mac a question. Go ahead. Uh, which Super Bowl MVP is most likely to put their penis in a jar of peanut butter? Well, I mean, there's very, you know, there's a lot of different guys don't, there. Don't ever, don't let them get you back in Eastside, Dave. Correct. You're Red McDonald. Yeah. Tim in Florida. Red, how you doing, brother? Good I want to know, uh, what do you feel about uh, Danica Patrick coming into NASCAR? Is she the new face of NASCAR? Absolutely not. She can't drive a real NASCAR. She hasn't even proven herself on the indie circuit. How is she going to be able to control and bang around with the big boys, the Jimmy Johnsons, the juniors of the world? Hell, she can't even beat Tony Stewart. She's not going to survive. Here's, here's <laughs> Kyle in North, uh, North Carolina. 6'4", uh, 215. Hey, I want to know if the Bengals are going to make the playoffs again next year. Bengals will make the playoffs, but look for another early exit with the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, this team isn't for real. Is this team ever going to play defense? Is Marvin Lewis ever going to get them over the hump? If you're talking to me about uh, two or three of the most overhyped coaches in the league, Marvin Lewis is right there at the top. Paul in New Jersey. Hey, uh, right here, Chester. I had a question for you. Uh, thanks for taking my call, first of all. Go ahead. I wanted to know, well, you know, aside from the Yanks, the Sox, and the Angels, you got a dark horse winner for the American League pennant this year? Yes, I do. Cleveland Indians, very young team, very talented. They keep making strides every year. They made the playoffs a few years ago, but they retooled, and I think they're going to be quite dynamic. Look for them to come out of Central. Nathan in Canada. Hey, Red, love the show, buddy. Good, buddy. I, I know that uh, Opie has exclusive rights to the NHL, but uh, what's your take on the men's Olympic hockey team? Who's win I, gold this I year? don't think I can talk about that legally. I believe his clause covers all hockey. Sorry. Tony in California. Yeah, Red, love you, love the show. I want to know what the Raider problems are, and I don't want the easy answer of Al Davis. Well, the Raider problems on the field start with their inept quarterback. I don't know. Why they continue to leave him on the team. They need an actual veteran QB. They need someone who can throw the ball downfield rather than scrambling. Next. Uh, here's Paul in New York. Hey, it's Sports Wiz with a clear jizz. Uh, Davey Red, is uh, Ultimate Fighting going to overtake boxing? It already has, mister. You've answered your own question. Boxing, as much as I love it, and it's in my heart, is le less popular than MMA. I think it's a sad thing. I think it's an indictment. And I do feel that eventually MMA will also screw itself by only going on pay-per-view. They, they need to put their show on network TV. Uh, Joey in Georgia. Hey, Red Odd. Love you, love your show, buddy. Thank you, Joey. Uh, well, I wanted to know what you thought about the old Melky Cabrera trade to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for Vasquez. What are the Braves thinking? Uh, the Braves are going to get a good young player who was proven to hit in the clutch. In fact, I think the Braves may have gotten the better of that deal. I do not like Javier Vasquez. He already pitched for the Yankees a, a couple years ago, was not very good. 
could not handle the New York pressure. Why the Yankees give up Melky Cabrera, who had three walk-off hits in the regular season, a walk-off hit in the postseason is beyond me. Dan and Maine. Rad, what do you think about Brian Kelly at Notre Dame? I think Brian Kelly is a step in the right direction. I think he's got a lot of enthusiasm. I think he's going to change the kind of morose feeling that Charlie Weiss had while he was the head coach of that university. Here's Roger. Hey, got Guyerson, first time, long time. Uh, listen, the Colts and the Chargers are ahead of the Saints in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. What's your take on these Saints repeating? Um, the Saints repeating. The Saints have an excellent shot because the NFC isn't that strong. So the fact of the matter is the uh, Saints can get through the NFC playoffs to the Super Bowl. And that is why they'll have a 50-50 shot. Let me just tell you real quickly about the Chargers. As long as North Turner is the head coach of that team, they will not win a championship. And yes, Cowboy fans, as long as Wade Phillips is the head coach of your team, you will not win a championship. There were some coaches that are born losers, my friends. I'm sorry, they were not head coaches. They are offensive or defensive coordinators, respectfully. Those guys cannot head coach. They've never been successful. I mean, yeah, they've gotten the teams in the playoffs. Look at the talent. For crying out loud, Rivers. Look at Philip Rivers. Jesus Christ. Look at he has Philip Rivers, he has LT. He's got a million players on that team. How can you not get them to a Super Bowl by now? Dave, I like this. I like where you are right now. How I can like, they not get to the Super Bowl? I like you in that pocket. I like you in that pocket. It just furious But are you going to be me. mad for every team? No, I'm not going to be mad for every team. I just see red. Oh, interestingly, I love that. Seeing red. I love that. But I didn't even mean it like that. But why North Turner continues to get a head coaching job after a head coaching job. Same thing with Wade Phillips. This might be a hot topic uh, button to push, Ron Bennington. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even uh, unsure if there isn't a little bit of racism involved. Wow, why hot the, topic. Why the white man... Like North Turner and Wade Phillips keep getting these coaching jobs when there's a million other more qualified African Americans out there. Why don't you uh, just say people of color? And that includes the you're right, the people heavily of color. white people. People of color. There's Hispanics. There's Asians. You can't tell me that North Turner is a you good know who professional make a, coach. When you bring up Asians, you know who I think would make a great head coach. Who's that? Hot job. Well, I'm not sure about his sports background. That's the thing. I'll have okay. to. I'll have to Wikipedia odd job. I don't know for him to be a great sports coach. I do know what I see. Do you know that North Turner basically? Here's the same. North Turner is modern day Dan Reeves. Dan, at least Dan Reeves got to the Super Bowl. But these guys, you know, just looking at them, that they they cannot win a championship. They get tight already right now, Dave. I think you're better than anybody on Mad Dogs channel. Well, thank you. I don't really listen. I mean, I listen to the Mad I like Dog. that attitude. That's it. But I don't listen to yet. Well, I, from what I understand, he's discussed it with the rest of his channel. He is? Yeah. Hey, Chris Russo. Please stink. Look at me. I'm 32 years old, pal. I got the youth. I got the experience. Well, 32 would be your last chance, basically. You so, the, you're the same exact age Rocky was <laughs> in Rocky 1. Sign me up. So disgrace. Some of these guys keep getting jobs after jobs. It's a disgrace. Guys, you like this? You think about doing a little sports yourself? You know, I don't like. I don't. You want to do sports talk with Red Watley? 
Red Watley, I like the name. Adam in Atlanta, you're on with Red Watley. Hey there, Red Watley. Who's going to win the uh, upcoming battle of the old guys, Bernard Hopkins or Roy Jones Jr.? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Bernard Hopkins, you know, and I know Roy Jones was on the uh, morning show, but Bernard Hopkins is going to uh, he's going to take that title tonight. I'm having a Red Watley. Oh, the, Red Watley? That bit's over. Oh, All right, Dave, well, you're all ready. You are uh, ready to roll with this. I just wish we didn't have to wait to the 6th. I know. And this was rapid fire that I wasn't even prepared for. Wait till I get my hands on some sports almanacs. You think that's what you want? Sports almanacs? I I like to memorize numbers. Wait till I get my hands on some stats. I I can tell you right now, I don't think the blowhard's in your corner. I noticed that when he was saying, you've got to stop eating. He is going to be... That guy who battles with you. Right. Well, he's got some crazy personal vendetta. I don't know what I've ever done to him. So you, you know? think it's personal? You don't I think do. it's about sports? I, I think he's got to take a... Uh, I hear a lot of sports guys saying this. He needs a checkup from the neck up. Okay? I'm the, that's the last time I will be saying it, too, by the no, way. No, keep saying that from now on. I love that. <laughs> A checkup from the neck up. That's fucking great. And here's one thing you're not going to hear on the Davy Mac Red Sports Emporium. The phrase bottom line. Uh Every sports host overuses that phrase. The bottom line is that Peyton Man couldn't get it done. And the bottom line is that he may never get another chance. All right. Now, this is interesting because you couldn't come at at a time of the year that is more weird for sports because I think post-Super Bowl depression hits right about now. Uh, yeah. Obviously, one of our favorite writers, Hunter Thompson, left a very short note when he killed himself. And unlike you, it wasn't a murder-suicide. It was just straight suicide. But he had wrote, football season is over. And most men kind of identified with that. Like, it is a tough time of the year when football's over. Particularly on the weekends. You sit there on the weekends. What do you do now? How do you spend your weekends, Dave? Uh, It's terrible. I still look for something to watch on TV. But what I do is I'll usually get like a box set of a show I haven't seen yet. And that will become my new Sunday. Like, for instance, I've never seen 30 Rock. I just got the box set of all three seasons of 30 Rock. That'll be my Sundays now. I can't wait to start talking about it with you. (laughs) Yeah. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I love Alec Baldwin. I don't even know why I haven't seen it till then, but I just wanted to catch up on the Every DVD. year, he's won the Emmy. All these years running, you've been missing the Emmy-winning uh, actor. That's amazing. Oh. So that's how I'm going to deal with this depression, post-Super Bowl depression. What do you do with post-Super Bowl depression? How do you deal? This is where I try to move into Oscar excitement mm. and start seeing any of the Oscar-nominated movies that I haven't seen before, that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that doesn't... For me, you already know who's going to win. I mean, you've got at least 95% chance of knowing everything. There might be 5% of them out there, besides the, you know, technical awards. Right. But they've won enough uh, awards now. Yeah. I'm already past that. All those films I've already seen, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do next, because there's no new movies coming out. Documentaries? You know, I usually, I sometimes try and look at. I see him during the sea. I see him yeah. during the year. The problem is, it's too cold to go out and do much of anything. Still. You got to though. You got to force yourself out of the house, or else you're doing a fucking weekend inside. You're in a weekend on lockdown. Right. Yeah. 
It's just, yeah, Sunday, it's so depressing because you, all your rituals are gone. Like, there's no point of getting your sandwich and your snacks and everything to sit down and watch shitty Sunday TV. But it is weird to get people out of the house, too. I've been wanting to see an education. It is, I'm not even kidding you, 30 yards from my fucking house. I can't get anybody moving. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let's go smoke. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. It's tough this time of year. It all starts to set in. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Oh, I got to tell you guys this. So I, I leave here yesterday, hop in a cab. As soon as I get in the cab, I was right out in front of our building. I throw on some fucking, you know, my earbuds, and I'm going to fucking chill. About two blocks later, the cab driver is beating on the window. I take the fucking things off. He jumps out of the cab. He's yelling shit in Arabic and jumps out of the cab. I get out with him. We're in the middle of 6th Avenue. He hasn't pulled over the side. He stopped in the middle of 6th Avenue. Horns start to fucking beat. I get out of the cab. I look at him. He's freaking out. I walk over, get in another cab, and off I go. <laughs> no idea what the wow. hell was going on. And uh, I, I tell the story later, and... Um, People are like, what was it? Was it a bomb? Was he, was he having a fucking panic attack? I, I'm in New York. I'm not going to sit there and try to figure out each person's right. fucking craziness. <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving on. Like a shark, I have to keep moving. But I am telling you, you have no idea the uh, batshit stuff that takes place in Manhattan on a normal day. And on it a is normal day. <laughs> and it is luck of the draw. Juan in Texas, you're on Ron Fez. Yes, sir, Mr. Ron. Uh, just here calling to let you know about a movie that you need to see coming up in March. What about Alice in Wonderland? Uh, I'll probably see it, but it's a children's movie. I know they're doing it in 3D. I know it's uh, Tim Burton and the great Johnny Depp, so I will probably see it. But I really am not up for this. Dave in Michigan, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Red Garrison. I was wondering uh, what you think about uh, Vancouver not having any snow for the Olympics. They're going to have artificial snow. The Olympics is that big of a deal that they're able to bring They do artificial in. snow in the Poconos. Yeah. So it's not a big... It's, it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Chris and Columbus, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, this Sunday, actually, one of the great events of the sporting calendar is happening. The uh, Daytona 500. I'll be watching. That's this is another reason to uh, have great food, too. It's an all-day event. You can build food around it. Daytona 500. You don't watch it every year. I, I decide that I'm going to have to get into it sooner yeah. or later. If I want to be into sports. If you want to be Red McDonald. I, I even watch golf and tennis. If I can watch golf and tennis, there's no excuse for me not to watch car racing. This is going to be a dream come true for you. What kind of food do you eat? Uh, well, we used to, uh, they deep fry, them, yeah, know. we used to deep fry turkey, um, when I lived down in Florida, only because it was an all day deal. But, you know, I can't deep fry here. I end up killing somebody. <laughs> you can't deep fry in your fucking house. You can't drop right. a turkey in those things. And obviously, I, I can't take it outside. Because I'm not even sure, like, what Florida is known for. Like, they're known for grouper sandwiches. It's, uh, seafood. Yeah, but not the kind of seafood that you're thinking of was shellfish. Right. The only shellfish they have are really bad lobsters and stone crab. And by the way, I saw stone crab the other day in the market. It was fair. It was pretty expensive, 
and tiny little claws instead of the great big oh. fucking claws. Looked like they were fucking breaking off baby stone crabs. <laughs> uh, Florida not overly known for a lot of food outside of grouper. And from what I understand, the grouper's drying up, Fez? Yeah, yeah. There's been, like, the restaurants now have to, you know, make sure it's on their menu that it's not real grouper in their grouper sandwich. Well, what do they put in there? I'm not sure what fish they use, but it's like a grouper taste-alike. You know, the fact that they ran out of tarpon goes to show you, you can fucking outfish the ocean. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, of course... There's not that, plenty of fish in the sea. The the other thing that Florida is very well known for, bean dip. Fez's bean dip. Where Fez, in the first time that I had known him all these years, made something. Brought it. Fez, he had a little more of it last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't like the word bean dip because it is more of a salsa. Yeah, it's it's a it needs a much better name. To yeah, go bean with dip it. is an incorrect name. Yeah, but it's really fucking delicious. Was it good the next day? Yeah, it was very good. And beyond that, um, Fez made something of himself. He gave something of himself. Never have you mm. done that in all these years. No, it's really a stunning thing. It was something that I wanted to do special this year. Find a recipe and not drive myself nuts. Like, you know, by trying to bake a turkey. You're already boring me. You're already boring me. You you had the win. Mm-hmm. And then you start the Fez thing with make myself nuts. Did, um, so if it's like a salsa, was, it, was chips, did he, yeah. you brought chips? I had some. Oh, okay. Uh, delicious. Absolutely delicious. I had it last night as a little side with my, uh, turkey club. Did Fez bring the chips? No. Nor did he bring dessert. We actually, first time ever, dessert was not part of the meal. But I understand there was a major mix-up. So, whatever. He doesn't check in with me. Brought a bean dip, though, and that was something. Um, here's Cam in Georgia. You're on my face. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Uh, local restaurant down here in Georgia. Um, you can't sell grouper, like y'all are saying, but we sell what we call panga, which is in the same family. It's just a whiter fish, or we can also sell a fish called swai, which is uh, pretty much the same family as grouper. We just can't sell the grouper itself. All right, thanks for the update. Don in New Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., just real quick, man, I want to thank you. I listened to the RBI the other night with Phil Donahue. Yeah. Checked out Body Award today, and uh, I got two real quick questions for you. Number one, why doesn't Phil Donahue have more heat today, more of a platform? He's fucking awesome. And number two, why isn't the movie getting a bigger push? Uh, well, two, uh, I'll, I'll go back and forth. Number one, since he kind of got pushed out by Oprah, they gave him a short thing on the CNBC. Didn't work out for him. I have a feeling he's not the cheapest guy in the world. He's got, Phil Dino has fuck you money. Uh, he lives up on the park, penthouse. He's a big fat cash daddy -o. And then secondly, no one knows what documentaries are going to take off and not is really tough to pick. But any of that, hey, look at the war, look at yourself, never does overly big. Mm. People do not want to look at the war or look at themselves. And basically, any kind of support the troops tends to be fake patriotism. People love to say support the troops. But these are guys that came back from the war, served for me, you, all of us Americans, um, and ran into emotional and physical problems, and we did not put the money into making sure these guys were taken care of. There is nothing 
we dislike more than wounded veterans. We we don't want to help them, and we don't want to be part of it. We're, you, you're kind of on your own when it comes to that. This was a very tough thing to watch. And the weird thing is, it was Phil Donio supporting veterans. He's against the war for the veterans. Neither side. The Republicans don't want to support that, and the Democrats don't want to support that. You're on your fucking own. And it's been true of every goddamn war hmm. we've ever had. Every war, please don't come home wounded. Freaks the rest of us out. You know, I never understood some of the lunch boxes when I was a kid. <laughs> that is true. Why is that perfect segue? Some kids just had absolutely lousy lunch boxes. Um, yeah, there should be a documentary about that. <laughs> bad, bo- bad boxes. Uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think back, Dave, did you, I, I had a lunchbox in first grade and second grade, uh, and by third grade you had to start brown bagging it or you'd be called, right. I don't want to say the word in front of Fez, but the bad word, before we had any sex, you'd still be teased about being homosexual. I remember having a Batman lunchbox based off the comic book, oh, and I had a helmet lunchbox, which was fantastic. All the NFL helmets on it. That's awesome. So it was complete logos. And you could sit there and look at the logos and instead of doing schoolwork, kind of decide what if this helmet was playing this one. All right, these two move into the next bracket. And I was immediately making up a fake leg instead of doing work. <laughs> so does that answer your question, Fez? You had good lunch boxes. Um, but I was still teased a little bit about it by my older brother. Really? Take it, yeah, you're looking gay. You need a paper bag. And by third grade, you had to go paper bag, which is sad. Uh, so those lunchboxes get over. What lunchboxes did you hate? We had a girl in first grade. Kelly was her name. She had a lunchbox that was red plaid on seen every it. side of it. I've seen that lunchbox. That's very funny you said that. I remember seeing. Do you remember? Th- yeah, yeah, the red plaid lunchbox. And... uh you're right. It is a girl's lunchbox. I don't think guys had it. No, and it's like I didn't know whether her I don't know whether her family was Scottish, but dullest lunchbox ever. Huh? Right, there it is. Yeah. Dave has already brought it up. Yep. It's a very popular yeah. uh lunchbox. I, I had this one, definitely. Did you really? Definitely, one hundred percent. Now what was the reasoning behind it? Just kinda of went with anything? It was I, just no, kinda of... I actually think Fez might on to something. I think my mom thought it was kind of, you know, being that we're Irish and uh, shit. She kind of it reminded her of that. It's a very well-known lunchbox. Yeah, but we I definitely had it. Now, that was the metal lunchbox. I'm sure you had plastic, Dave. No, I had metal. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, I didn't really? know the metal was still around. I, I had two lunchboxes, the red plaid one Fez is talking about and Mork and Mindy. Both metal. And then by third grade, you had to start carrying a bag? Yeah. It's, that's fucking universal. Yeah. No question about By it. By third grade, you need a bag. And like, once yep. you're kind of interested in girls, you're like, fuck this. I'm not going to be carrying a fucking lunchbox around. But you could swing it if someone tried to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, it was metal. It was rusted metal, too. Uh, I believe Marilyn Manson put it best. This motherfucker's going to get my metal. They would, <laughs> they would always rust, and then that plastic handle you see up at the top would always come off of the whatever little hinge that it was on. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, you're just, you got a dangling lunchbox. There's the plaid lunchbox. Dull as can be. What fun is that lunchbox? No, How is it fun, fun putting a sandwich you're, in there? You're 100% right. 
You're staring at helmets. This this poor girl in first grade, Kelly's getting hypnotized by this thing. It's just plaid. The uh, First <laughs> of all, I, I don't even know if I like any plaid clothes. Mm-hmm. And it never is out of style. Someone will always have plaid. Right. Um, it's a weird thing. I never liked the Snoopy lunchbox either. The one that w- it wasn't like square lunch lunchbox shape. It was shaped like a construction worker's lunch bucket. It had that shape to it. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that one too. And Not Snoopy, as well as the plaid, but and Snoopy just laying around. Yeah, I think that's the best seller, right? Yeah, the Snoopy yeah. stuff, the yellow one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Terry in New Jersey, you're on my face. Yeah, as gay as that, excuse me, Fez, the plaid lunchbox was, it was matched in badassness by the plaid thermos, which I thought was always fucking really cool and made me jealous. I uh, 100% never carried a thermos, even when I had the lunchbox. Did you carry a thermos? No, it didn't fit. I didn't didn't like the idea of it. And two, uh, why would you, what could you possibly bring from home? That is better than an orange drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes, like, my brothers, you know, my mom would put soup in their thermos. For yeah, that. I don't want soup at school. It's fucking idiotic. I would get either a drink or SpaghettiOs in my thermos. That's effeminate, I think. But you shouldn't be carrying so much I think stuff. SpaghettiOs are effeminate. Really? Mm-hmm. Even the ones with sliced francs? I had no idea they came like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Slice Franks or tiny meatballs. You know, there, there, there is such a thing as being too white, and you are that. <laughs> that is beyond white. Now, I had bad experience with my thermos one time. I think it was like grape drink, grape Kool-Aid in it, and opened it up at lunch to pour it into the little cup, the little coffee cup that comes with it on the top, and looked inside... I thought they had put ice in it. It was shattered glass. The thermos had broken at some point yeah, during the day. Not, yeah, they're uh, they're easy to break. All right, but take a thermos mm-hmm. with crush uh, with broken glass in it. Fill it to the top with great Kool Aid. It's gonna look like ice. It's gonna look and I, and the only reason I didn't sit there and start drinking shards of ice was I thought Father never puts ice in this thermos before. And it just didn't look right, and I almost drank glass. Whoa. Yeah, thermos can be broken. Although, I think the only way to drink out of a thermos at all is out of the top. To sit there and pour it, I think looks embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I always poured it in the cup. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Very proper. The cup t- slash lid. Seems very English to me. Um, Like it was like tea in there or yeah, something? Like pour it in a little cup. And I think that's it. what I pretended. Uh, Artie, Armand and Fez. Buddies! Yeah. It's, it's Augie in Alabama. Buddies, I had a Davy Crockett lunchbox that had a latch on it for a little padlock. I've never heard of such a thing, but um, the the weirdness of a padlock <laughs> on your lunchbox, uh, I, I, I think I'd be offended if someone in my school would have had that. Uh, Josh, Josh from PA. Hey, buddies. Uh, but didn't you carry a brown paper bag for lunch? Eventually, yes. Not when I was a little kid. Oh, wait, that was Opie. Mm, yes, this is exactly right. Um, here is Jason in Green Bay. Yeah, they uh, 
for uh, marketing purposes, that plaid is supposed to mimic a picnic basket, as stupid as that sounds. But that was no idea part. that the plaid lunchbox, incredibly well known that everybody had one in every school. And then normally, like Dave said, people would tend to follow things that just happened to be popular at that moment. Yep. And, you know, there's some people who collect uh, millions of lunchboxes. Yeah, we, my wife is one of them. We have a lunchbox hall of fame in my garage. Didn't know that. Who's all? What what lunchboxes do you have? You name it. I mean, we got like old school '80s cartoons like Snorks, mm -hmm. the the rip off of Smurfs. Um, you have wrestlers. She's got The Rock. She's got uh, modern stuff. She's got old school shit like um, Betty Page. Now, does it matter whether they're metal or plastic? Does she only? No, they are. They're all kinds. They're metal, plastic, whatever. So you guys go out to, like, a flea market, look for old lunchboxes? I don't, but she does. Yeah, in my garage, I literally have put them. I cleaned up the garage this past winter, and I put them up on top to showcase them off. Well, could you do this for me, Twitio? So oh, I could okay. uh, see some of the different things. I'm very interested. Absolutely. Because I think there's a, there's a form of pop culture history there that, runs very even different to, like, Fez with the comic books. Because you can't look mm. at a comic book and say, that's where America was at this time, because the comic book people aren't mass appeal. Where I think a lunchbox lets you know where little kids are yeah. at any given huh. time, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's sort of got a John Waters type thing to it, you know? Yeah, like it's weird, yeah, but weird. corny at the same time. Right. It's corny and weird. Yeah. Um, here is uh, James in Ohio. You're around Fez. Yeah, I remember uh, being very upset. I think it was second grade when the clamps that held the thermos in place broke in my lunch pail and of course, our lunch box. Before even the top. Uh, Fez yeah. said the strap went. You said the clamps might have went first. Yeah, the clamps went first, and then the thermos would roll around in there, and it, uh, for some reason... If you really had the metal lunchboxes, they would actually get rusty by the end of the year, and you would start to rust up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Scott in Florida, you're in Fez. Hey, Ron, I'll never forget the disappointment. My Pittsburgh Steelers metal lunchbox rusted, and my mom bought one of those soft plastic ones that matched a Trapper Keeper. It was awful. I hate the word Trapper Keeper, by the way, <laughs> and I find it the... Gayest word. All right, the word that we are looking for, Dave, kitsch. Kitsch. That's right. Is what John Waters specializes in. Yes. He's kitsch. The problem with the plastic lunchbox was that when they went to plastic, they went to one picture on the front of the lunchbox. That was it. The sides, the bottom, the back, nothing on it. Just that blue or red plastic. Now, how do you know that if you already moved on to uh, paper bags? Because I remember seeing the plastic ones in the store and thinking, what a waste of space. Mm. My HR Puffin stuff had something to look at on every piece of that lunchbox. And you would just sit and look at every side? Like, sure. Now I'm going to look at this for a while? Yeah. <laughs> one side was good, one side was bad. HR Puffin stuff was the 60s that went off the air. You're like sitting here doing a show with Andy Warhol. <laughs> you really are. Like if Neil Armstrong started to do radio. Uh, what's your uh, thing on there? No, uh, I was trying to see. Um, um, have you had any lunchbox stuff? Lunchbox, because I remember taking a video of playing air hockey. I was trying to see if it was That was from your Haitian relief efforts. <laughs> that every time that you would uh, score it would be for the Haitians. Yeah. 
I'm trying to find that video, but I don't. I don't think it was in the shot. By the way, something. somebody put up a thing when we were all worried about your kid um, going to the hospital mm -hmm. when your kid checked in. Um, somebody put up a video that said, "Every time I make this air hockey shot, it's for Stan McDonald." <laughs> That's and nice. It, it was funny how offensive <laughs> it is when it's like your stuff. <laughs> it became way more offensive. <laughs> Are you looking for it? Maybe we can see some of the lunchboxes yeah, in the background. Maybe. It's, it's going to be close there. It's like the first one of those, Dave. Okay. First one of the Haitian uh, relief work okay. that you did. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Keith, you're on a fizz. Gayest lunchbox ever. Sorry, Cuz. Yeah. Bay City Rollers. I had it. Oh. Oh, yeah. That is pretty gay. All right, there there's Dave. And oh, I see it up there. Yeah, I'll try and do the video, but, I, yeah. but this shot might be the best part. Um, so behind me, yeah, you can see it. Behind me is all those lunch boxes. Now that, all one after another. Yeah, and that's at least 20 feet long, by the way. That's a long thing. Well, what, I, what I'd love to get, Dave, when you get a chance tonight, is some close-ups and maybe go over what they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm wearing the same clothes. Uh, all the time. Every, every single time. You and the bearded joker. <laughs> You're always in the same exact clothes. It's a uniform now at this point. Do, do you feel like we're going to be a little embarrassed? <laughs> you had this shirt on yesterday. It's really comfortable. I know it is. And it smells like, well, the smells remind me of earlier in the week, which is always great. Right. Uh, Chip, you're on running fuzz. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I wear a scar on my, I'm 55, and I have a scar on my forehead from my little brother Elka bonding me with the Long Ranger and Tonto metal lunchbox in 65. We still have the lunchbox. I look at it every day, and I'm going to send it to the Rochester Museum uh, for toys. It's a Hall of Fame up in Rochester. And, and that's because it's a, a Lone Ranger one? Lone Ranger and Tonto, baby. Yeah, see, that's an excellent thing there. The Lone Ranger was big. All the kids wanted to the lunchboxes. Uh, we brought up, you know, Snoopy. Yeah. Makes total sense. And I'm sure the, the Batmans have probably been in every decade from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, and then even that last decade that doesn't have a name. So some of them yeah. cover, but some of them, like a Mark and Mindy, you're looking at a very small window. Right. It's a very small Mark and uh, Mindy. The HR Puffin stuff. 30 years before, again, very small window. Dave, uh, Fez, you could be Dave's uh, dad for all the fighting with, that you're doing. Uh -huh. You could easily be his father. Um, Tony, you're in front of Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I had what could have probably been the worst lunchbox ever. Uh, Mom bought it for me about three weeks into school. I conveniently lost it, and lucky for me, she was able to find a replacement. Yeah. And if I lost it, I was in trouble. It was the Waltons with all the characters. Oh, that that's <laughs> depressing. Good night, lunch. I mean, no offense, that's what I would call a girl's lunchbox. <laughs> and there were very strong girl lunchboxes oh, yeah. and guy lunchboxes. The NFL, I think we could all agree. Guy lunchbox. Uh, yes. Batman, that's a guy lunchbox. The HR Puffin stuff? Yes. I think that would fall under girl lunchbox. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's a, uh, that's a guy's lunchbox. A little soft. It is a soft thing. Uh, is, is, you be, this is a total shoot? Yeah. You think that's guys? Yeah. See if you can find it, Dave. Okay. 
the HR Puffin Stuff lunchbox, it just seems it's a little girly to me. And we'd have to find an older woman to back this up. I'm sure Dave has no idea who even HR Puffin Stuff is. No, I don't know what you guys are talking about. HR Puffin Stuff. Was it Green Fez? No, uh uh. Nope. I think it had the witch on one side and puffin stuff on the other, if I remember right. Uh, by the way, this is something exciting. If you do have a lunchbox collection, uh, Molly's Cupcakes uh, has their own lunchboxes. Um, really fucking uh, okay. a collectible. I think I got a collectible. it. All right, we got the HR Puffin Stuff lunchbox. Yeah, as long as it... Uh is that it? Is that it, it, Fez? Yeah, I think that's it. No. I think, it, yeah, the one in the front there. I, the, I want to bring in Pepper Hicks and the little red-headed girl. What kind of show is this? Uh, it's a fucking acid show or something. It is. It was, a, <laughs> it was a trippy puppet show, just like the one that your kids watch. I want you both guys both come in oh, here. Oh, I see. It was like a 60s Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah, it was definitely 60s Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, who were the, the producers of that show, Fez? Sid and Marty Croft. Sid and Marty Croft, who did all the weird shit. Now, you guys, uh, Long Island and, of course, the city, uh, you know the difference between girl lunchboxes and guy lunchboxes, right? Fuck yeah. Do you think you got a good idea about that? Yeah. Little redheaded girl, do you? I didn't know there's really a difference. Well, something that, uh, don't you think there would be some lunchboxes that a boy would not carry? Not or girls were immune to that. All right, look over here. And let's just say you found that lunchbox on the, on someone's thing. <laughs> yes. Would you expect to see a girl with that or a guy? What would you expect? I'm going girl. All right, girl. As a young lady's <laughs> lunchbox. There is a sexy Jack Wilde <laughs> who is fucking dancing. He's rocking there. Who was a 12-year-old boy who used to keep his shirt open right to his belly button. And if you were familiar with the show, you would know there would have to be an exciting rescue every week. Wait a minute. If you were familiar with the show, you would either be dead or have Alzheimer's. <laughs> What? Who? Who is HR Puffin stuff? Is it the big? Yeah, guy he's the or? big giant thing. Yeah. So it, here's what it was like: lost. Jesus. All right, he was lost on an island of puppets, and that's how he got there. Where well, everything was alive in a person: the yeah. trees, the frogs. The well, it's just little, like little like Riddler guy in the back with the green mask and the hat on. That's uh, I think Sally Frog. Oh my God! Were all the trees evil? Show fucked up. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Fucked up. Is that supposed to be like my childhood hero or something? And they well, if you were, uh, yeah, uh, find the, uh, go to YouTube and you can find the theme song. Okay. Oh, I can't wait Cause, this. Yeah. Because they tell the entire story through a theme. <laughs> uh, that to me is a boy's lunchbox. I, I just brought them in I and based on, I think... To have Jack Wilde says it's the same if you had the Jonas Brothers today. He was a little sex symbol for eight, nine-year-old girls. Yeah. Little girls must have loved that guy. On they did. With a giant fucking creature of some sort. Well, he used to do... his cock. Yeah. His, the tip of his cock used to just stick up. The, uh, he had hip huggers. So he used to just have his little 12-year-old cock just the top of it. He had a magic flute. Oh, oh say, no. it's gay. It's gay. 
She's trying to find the right one because apparently. This is the theme song. Belong to a cookie or witch who had in mind the flute to snitch. From her broom broom in the sky, she watched her plans materialize. She waved her wand. The beautiful boat was gone. The skies grew dark. The sea grew rough, and the boat sailed on and on and on and on and on and on. But Puffin Stuff was watching too, and knew exactly what to do. He saw the witch's bold attack. Was fighting back. He called his rescue racer, who was often they'd rehearse. And off to save the boy they flew. But who would get there first? But now the boy had washed the shore. This is a fucking theme song. It's an album side. I feel like it's an acid version of Small Wonder. It's very close to that. I feel like it's very trippy. It's Fina Dallas' restaurant. Insane, right? Two minutes. Two minutes. (laughs) Two minute theme song. Wanted everyone to know the story. That's basically a tenth of the show. We've dedicated on theme songs. <laughs> Letting everyone know what you're in for here. And basically, all they could have said is, hey, kids, you can drop acid just like your parents. <laughs> well, it's funny, on the YouTube, it says this show was a favor of Kurt Cobain's. Oh, really? It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, like that's one of the more least surprising things I've ever heard. Well, Kurt basically based his entire career on that. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Barry in Seattle. Ron, in first grade, I thought I was really king shit. I had a Bobby Sherman lunchbox. A Bobby Sherman lunchbox. <laughs> Girls lunchbox. Um, Jeff, Jeff, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I had a Happy Days lunchbox, but my cousin takes claim for the world's worst lunchbox. His mother was so crazy, and she... Her, his dad is a coal miner, yeah. and that poor kid had to take a coal miner's pail to school from oh, that's fucking horrible. Uh, here's a good friend, Heather in Tampa. How are you, Heather? Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, HR Puffin stuff, definitely feminine lunchbox. Thank, yeah, there you yeah. go, Fez. See, that's like saying the Wizard of Oz would be a girl's lunchbox. Yeah, yes. Little Jimmy was playing with his phallic flutie all day long. Definitely yeah. a little girl's lunchbox. All right. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> oh, but also, yeah. um, I had a Star Wars lunchbox in the fifth grade. And I had to share it with my sister, so we'd always fight over it. And um, I don't know if you can remember the smell of opening your lunchbox at lunch, but if you had peanut butter in there, it was this distinct smell of tin and peanut butter mixed together. And heat. There was a heat that came out. It was just awful. (laughs) Um, Here is uh, Dave. Dave in uh, Tennessee. I'm running Fez. Hey, guys. I had the other Sid and Marty Croft show. I had a Lidsville lunchbox. 
Yeah, that was another wacky, trippy show. Um, Living here, hats. Here's uh, Tom in New Jersey. Yeah, guys. I'm surprised Fez doesn't know this, but that Jackie Wild kid was in a Puss in Boots movie years ago, and he was briefly naked in it. Mm-hmm. Fez, no, he jacked to it. <laughs> Keith in Canada. Hey, how's it going, Ronnie B? Yeah. Fezzy, love you. Davey Mac. Eh. You guys are talking about swinging the metal? Yeah. I was a little kid, probably grade two, had like one of those man stainless steel lunch boxes. And the top of it was like hexagonal shape, so lots of corners on it. Anyways, there was a kid on our bus. He was a big kid. He would just pick on everyone all the time. One day he's in front of me taunting me that he's going to punch me in the balls. So he got his moment, tagged me in the bag. When I got over it and I could move again, I took my lunchbox and dinged him in the head. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my brother had the same lunchbox, and after that day, we couldn't take those to school anymore. Brown bagging it. Uh, because uh, they were weapons? Yep. I got my lunchbox, and I'm armed real well. Do you remember that song, Marilyn Manson, Next Motherfucker? Yes. What a great song. Yeah. See if you can find it, Hicks. Next Motherfucker Gonna yeah. Get My Medal. And it was basically... Just about using your lunchbox as a weapon. Uh, and the spooky kids used to come on stage carrying lunchboxes. And the point was, of course, is the outsider kids in school would have to defend themselves <laughs> any way they had to. Hicks, is there any way in this fucking thing of we have every recorded song in the world? Do we have it? Let's see if we can find uh, a, a copy up on uh, YouTube. Um, we got the uh, Marilyn Manson lunchbox. Same one. No? No. said remix. Um, <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. Uh, here's uh, Mark and Philly. Hey, oh. buddy. How you doing? Good. Uh, great lunchbox from 1970 back in third grade. Ultraman. You know, they're still talking about doing an Ultraman movie from time to mm -hmm. time, which was one of those uh, cheap Japanese shows. <clears throat> but... Um, you know, they always act like they're going to do certain things and it never comes off. Ben in Georgia. Hey, Ron. Yeah. How about a snoot's lunchbox with a little baby thumb, uh, a little baby flask in the lid? Uh, there were a, there was a, uh, a snoot's lunchbox rejected. Rejected? Yeah. It was a snoot's only faggots carry lunchboxes and, uh, you mm -hmm. just saw snoot throwing a lunchbox back at his mom. And then when you put on the back of it, uh, Snoots was leaning over, ass cheeks pulled apart. <laughs> so what are you looking at, fuckstick? Rejected. We live in a politically correct society. And I'd like, I'd like the Red McDonald's show to get into it just a little bit, if you could, one day. Okay. Because it annoys. This is it. This is definitely it. Alex in Arkansas. My 
dad used to send me to school with a one-gallon paint can, and to this day, I still sell dope out of paint buckets. Uh, Jay in St. Louis. Hey, boys. I went to an Irish Catholic school, and the shop kid uh, earlier in the year would make uh, lunch boxes for the kids in first and fourth grade. So they were all one size. They were all plain white. That was the only thing that we could carry. It sounds like a prison. It sounds exactly like a prison. Uh, Klutzy in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, this is uh, really sad, but I still collect those things. And I actually had one of the worst ones. It was uh, Pigs in Space from The Muppet Show. Pigs in Space lunchbox. Depressing. Yeah. Mike in Texas. Hey, this is Michael from Asheville. Okay. Hey, Ron. I had the ultimate guy lunchbox. It's Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel, so cool. Carrie Underwood, still dressing like him all these years <laughs> later. Carrie Underwood came out. Uh, to sing the national anthem, and I just, I'm watching TV at the Super Bowl. I go, how many buses does this bitch think she can jump? Is she ready to fucking get on top of it? Evil Knievel, to me, never out of fucking focus. Still works. That, my friend, is a boy's lunchbox. Yes, sir. Evil Knievel, leaping, and then you got that close-up Steve McQueen look that he was rocking for a while. He was on top of the world in the 70s. Almost like he's looking down from heaven now. Yeah, well, at the time, no one expected him to die, but yeah. We thought if he did die, he would die a man's death, crashing into school buses. <laughs> uh, we're going to break here back in just a couple minutes, but my friend Pepper Hicks has had something that's been bothering him. I wanted to give him... Uh, a chance at this. Pepper, what's been bothering you, pal? Uh, there's some uh, creepiness and controversy in, uh, over one of the Super Bowl commercials involving Megan Fox. Let's get involved say. in it. Let's get involved in the Megan Fox talk right on Fast Show. Let's review the rules. Here's how it works. The president makes decisions. He's the decider. The press secretary announces those decisions. And you people of the press type those decisions down. Make, announce, type. Just put them through a spell check and go home. Ron and Fez show 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Davey Mack, who I know is a very big NBC News guy, Fez. Now, are you familiar with the Brian Williams? Yes, I know Brian Williams. Every night, are you locked in with the Brian Williams? I don't lock into Brian Williams every night. Well, you are alone there. He's number one, the big numero uno in network news. Not only that, but last the week before last, he was seen by an average of 10 million viewers each evening. Not only more than what the Jay Leno show does. By almost twice, he beat every other NBC show in primetime all week. Uh, the Office, Parks and Recreation, you name it. Bigger. Bigger than 30 Rock. The closest that came to him, uh, Biggest Loser. Um, so, there's nothing bigger right now. And this is at a time where we're told no one is watching network news. And here's Brian Williams, the biggest of the bigs. Dave, are you a Brian Williams watcher? 
Yes, I was able to go from Brokaw right into uh, Brian Williams pretty seamlessly. I like it. Um, there's A, something comforting about nightly news programs, and then B, I don't feel like I want to watch CNN, MSNBC all the time. I just want a half hour. Basically, it's like the sports center for news. I get that, but I am. it seems like any time I'll put on any of those, and not just him, but the CBS or NBC, I have to see about elderly people in healthcare, and then some kind of squirrel fucking, you know, water skiing bit that I'm just, I don't think it's as funny as they do. Well, that's the brighten your day last segment. Yeah, I don't like the bright, I, I, my day's already bright, bright enough. Um, it just doesn't feel like the 22 minutes that I'm getting there, uh, it doesn't feel like news to me. See, I think the popularity with Brian Williams goes back to the Tom Brokaw deal, where they found somebody who was basically a Tom Brokaw clone. He could go on TV and say, I'm Tom Brokaw Jr. I think he looks I, like... I don't even think he looks like him at all, and I think his delivery is different. If anything... I would say Brian Williams reminds me of Peter Jennings. Tall, attractive, assured. Uh, Dave, you agreeing with the, he's just a, a Brokaw clone? I see him a little differently. He has, um, I think, a little bit more of a sense of humor. Brokaw was, he's a funny guy. Yeah, Brokaw was kind of like your dad. Brian Williams is like your uh, cool older brother. Oh, the cool older brother. America's cool old, older brother. Yeah. So basically... You can chillax watching his show. That's what I do. All right. Um, yeah, I see him. Uh, I see him as the funny, almost attractive guy, almost kind of a Clark Kent, Fez. Mm -hmm. a funnier, hipper, more extreme games Clark Kent. But it is amazing. Ten million viewers every single night, and I wouldn't know who one of them are. I have a feeling they're the elderly. If I'm just going about the healthcare stories that they do at all, it's always about could something hurt your pancreas. I think NBC News probably has the catchiest intro music too. I think it's all those little things together. I think it's a comforting intro song. Well, now he's the only guy. Mm -hmm. You got two uh, ladies and Brian Williams. Um, you had a oh no, uh, Hicks had something on his mind. What's bothering you, Hicks? They said you're frustrated. Yeah, fucking Megan, it came out that Megan Fox had to use a hand double for the Motorola commercial she was in because she's so freaked out over her weird thumb. And now people are getting pissed off because she was like naked in the bathtub, I think, in the, in the phone commercial. Because her thumbs are so fucking whacked out, they had to use a hand double. She has, to she has big toes for thumbs. Yeah, toe thumbs. She's got the toe thumbs. It's very disturbing. All right, let's uh, bring Davey Mack in here. Let's set up this. I don't like the idea of hand doubles. I don't like an ass double. A tit double. I like to know I'm looking at who I'm looking at. I, I find guess. it very frustrating when they use fake uh, somebody else's tits suddenly show up in a movie, and I'm I'm not all that happy with the thumbs. Now, Dave, did you know that she had bad thumbs? Yeah, I knew this. Everyone, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, on the internet, everyone's talking but about her weird. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. I'm looking for updates on Megan Fox's uh, toe thumbs. Uh, they're big. Uh, it's like having a club foot for a thumb. Uh, let's take a look at our new commercial first before we get okay. to the thumb. Uh, and then we'll get over to the side. Fez, were you aware of this? I had never heard of this, and I want to see the freak thumbs. Well, 
See, I really would go out of my way um, to say, if you got something freaky, put it out there. Because that kind of makes it hot. Adam in New Jersey, you're on a fez. Um, hey, just a physical comment on uh, America's cool, hip, older brother, Brian Williams. Yeah. When you're, when you're watching him on the news, which I know you say you don't do, you have to take a look at him. He has real white markings around his eyes, like he's been fake baking for years, and then he's got a nice deep brown tan. So I don't know how cool that is for a cool older brother. Uh, is that the HDTV? It is HD, sir. Everybody makes you look bad. Uh, Dave, I don't know whether you watched the Iron Man thing the other day that Phil Sims did, but your old Giants um, offensive line, uh, end, uh, the tight end. Mark Bavaro? Uh, Mark Bavaro, who would recently, and say recently, maybe about this time last year, did the Ron Fez show to sell his book. Mm-hmm. Now, he's his normal-looking man, correct? Yes. He's on that HDTV Iron Man show. The eyelids themselves were beet red, and it almost looked like he had beets for eyelids, and it was just his eyelids and under his eyes. And my chick is like, oh, my God, what a hideous-looking man. I go, I would be saying the same thing, but I sat across from the man. I don't remember his eyes looking this bad. The HDTV makes people look worse. Yeah, they haven't figured out, like, how to get the makeup on correctly. They need, yeah, they need makeup for those people. Yeah. It's very odd. It's a microscope. Uh, all right, let's take a uh, a quick look. She's in the bathtub. And this was this one of our big commercials this year, Fez? The, this is one of the tops? You know what? I don't think it ranked all that high. I think it was middle of the pack. Pretty girl in a, in a bathtub? That should work. All right, let's take a look. Moto Blur. He pulls all of my important stuff and lets me update my network. Oh, those are beautiful thumbs. I wonder what would happen if I were to send this out. Timmy, what are you doing? No, that was just... Got me? Yeah. Grab it. A lot of slapping on TV in these days. Probably nothing. All right, I don't know what they're selling. Or why, or what happens when you... Power lines? Text from your bathtub, but it's bad news. Now, I disagree. The thumbs are beautiful. Right, but this close-up was a stunt double thumb. Well, whoever that girl is, I want her thumbs. Because they are gorgeous. Because here's her actual thumb. See that? And you can tell it's very fucking weird. It's very hobbitish. Um... I mean, it's a totally different thumb. It's not the worst thumb I've ever seen, though. But it's got like the joint at right up at the very top of it. I need it, I like need it, more thumb pictures. It's like it's missing a thumb section. All right, here's Mike in Long Island. Mike, you've got uh, some upgrade on your thumb here. Yeah, look at our Transformers. One tow truck scene when she's driving the tow truck. She's got her hands on the steering wheel, and they're two retarded looking thumbs. All right, she's got bad thumbs. Just very odd thumbs. For sure. For sure? They're not huge. Like gnarly? (laughs) They're not huge, but they're just kind of misshapen. It's not that big a turnoff to me. Would you still let her thumb your ass, Dave? Oh, yes. Nothing else but her thumb in your ass? Sure, why not, Megan? Uh, I'm, uh, I think you're wrong about the huge thing, Fuzzy. They're yeah. hanging down. Look at that. 
That knuckle is gigantic. Well, I don't know whether the knuckle is gigantic or if you look underneath, it looks like her thumbnail is too small. It doesn't go down far enough. So maybe if it it went out, maybe it's too small of a thumbnail more than a gigantic thumb. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it looks like the the nail is growing right out of the knuckle. Right. So it looks like it's half the size of what a, a, a nail should be. Pretty weird, though. I think she made the right decision going with thumb double. All right, let me see your thumbs, Fizz. Yeah, your thumbs are gross, too. Thumbs are just gross. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, this one has, like, a dent in it. I don't care. It's just, I mean, just the shape of it, the whole thing is just... But she's got long, thin thumbs. They're not big, fucking bulbous thumbs. They're long and thin. Almost like an uncircumcised cock is what she has on each hand. They just kind of make her hands look like uh, very claw-ish, like she's a, some kind of goblin. Yeah. And that short nail looks like it's growing in really, really thick. Yeah. Having said that, she's quite attractive. You can beautiful. Over, overlook a thumb. I would have no. I wouldn't even bring it up to her. That's all I could think of. And now, until I was fighting with her, you know, and I'd be like, "Look, bowling pin thumbs, get the <laughs> fuck out of the house." That's where you got to watch out where she's not trying to put one in an eye. Uh, Elijah, Indiana, you're on Hey, those are, those are called toe thumbs because they're shaped like the big toe. Yeah, I guess they could definitely be toe thumbs. There's no doubt about it. And the smell. Similar. Why, is your toe smell? Toe can smell. <laughs> Why do you keep the nails again, Fez? Something about them. Feel like, you know, like I should keep them like they're a little prize, a little trophy. Um... They uh, found a lot of jars of piss with Mike Jackson. Did they? He would piss in cups. Uh, he would piss in jars, piss in bottles. Um, and they said maybe that's that there is a thing that when you and piss or shit and let that get away from you is how you lose more and more of yourself, lose more and more of your powers. Uh, Spencer, Spencer, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, buddy. Just wanted to add that Paris Hilton has size 11 feet. She's like a uh, hobbit. I don't know why it's so important for people to find something that's wrong with beautiful chicks. You know, like this Megan Fox and her big fucking thumbs. Who cares? I will give her this. She can't act. <laughs> well, guys get very angry, you know, once they realize she's not going to be uh, banging them. Who is she with? Isn't she with a famous person? No, there was just rumors that her and Shia LaBeouf finally are dating because they kept being seen together. Like, I thought she was with a famous person before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was, so let me find out. I thought she was also in the Eating the Cunny. <laughs> yeah, she said she would. No. Yeah. Deal breaker for you, uh, Bad Thumb Six? No, I'll, I'll give me fucking Megan Fox. Brian Austin Green was the guy. I thought they had broken up. That's, you know, the guy, David, from 90210, the first 90210. Uh, uh, let me see a picture of him, because it doesn't fucking make any sense. A, he's a jerk-off. He was one of the big stars, though? He was, like, fourth famous guy on the show, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, you you know Jason Priestley, Matthew Perry. Right, and who they are. <laughs> so he was the fourth <laughs> most famous guy, this dude. Remember, he was always like he was like the rapper. Oh, he was kind of the nice guy, though, right? Like he was. The other ones were bad boys, 
And he was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah no he trouble. Was like one of the younger ones. He yeah. dated Tori Spelling's character on the show. He started to develop his own drug problem at one point, though. Oh, that's good. You know, and then he became a DJ both on the show and in real life. Spinning, making things happen. Terrible music. Spinning hits. Well, you can't blame him on the music. He's just fucking playing what they're telling him. I know, but he thought he was going to rap. Like, remember that guy Snow with Infama? You know, he comes to deliver the letters of the day. This fucking song's great. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I'm fucking beat again, man. I'm just not sleeping at nights. <sighs> I, I hear you. Now it's been time. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Um, I've been watching a lot of um, American Experiences on no, PBS. I've never even heard of this. It's a show on PBS where they take, you know, some some little picture of Americana and they, they have a special on it. Yeah. Because I haven't been sleeping and with Stan and everything. And last night was uh, the Donner Party. And I had obviously heard of it, but my God, that was one Cannibals. fucked up. That was fucked from the start. Yeah. The guy sold them on how easy it's going to be to get here, and they had to go through mountains and forests and deserts. Mm. Before they even were snowed in, they were stabbing each other. And the... Uh, and you think the Colts got big problems. <laughs> you think the Colts got big problems. Now, Fez, I know you said the Colts should have been happy to finish second. Uh, there's nothing like it. Um, but after her husband, Hank Bassett, dropped the ball on the game-changing onside kick. This is the guy that they kicked the onside kick to. And it fucking, it looked like a Super Bowl uh, going off a wall. How quick that ball bounced off of him. Uh, his wife and the new mother of his baby, Kendra Wilson, was seen crying like a nut. Walking out to her car, just the ah, ah. <clears throat> and uh, obviously you fucked up, but you don't see Manning's wife fucking crying like that. I don't know why the public tears work out for people. Now, what is the show that she's known from? She was um, one of the uh, girls on the was who was with Hugh Hefner. For a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was. She's a Playboy bunny and was one of Hef's chicks. And then she also did like a um, uh, amateur rapping show on MTV where they got her and uh, you know um, some other people. So she's she's starting to make her reality show rounds. I see. She probably thought a Colts win like uh, Kim Kardashian with Reggie Bush. She's going to be, you know, this is going to elevate her reality status even more. Well, she's off for that reality show. And he's not even a starter. He's, of course, playing with the bomb squad, the kickoff squad, and just caught on with them. Uh, so you don't even have big dreams when you're in that place. And I guess she gave up her reality stuff when she left, left the half, right? Yeah, pretty much. She, no, she got another new show with the husband. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know this. He got pregnant. And well, this would be a great, nice fucking twist for the reality didn't, show. Didn't even hear about of, it. Of like, yeah, you fucked up and hope <laughs> you're feeling bad and shit. So she said, I wasn't just crying by that, but the fact that the fucking press wouldn't leave me and my brand new baby alone. Well, we've talked about take, taking children to a football game. Especially when they're six weeks old. <laughs> we saw what Drew Brees did for his one-year-old son. 
put those giant headphones on him to protect his tiny little eardrums. But then he kept trying to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Very annoying. He very fucking annoying. He didn't understand how headphones work. I saw Gwyneth Paltrow do that with her kid. She took her to a... Apple? To a, Apple. He took her to a Coldplay concert. and But then puts the headphones on. It's like, what's the point? It's music. I, I wish I had fucking headphones on when I was at a fucking Coldplay concert. <laughs> so Kendra Wilkinson is just all about the the reality TV now. So I'm not... So, I would be surprised if she did this intentionally. And anybody who cries is trying to bring attention to themselves. Or else, why would you cry? Sometimes emotion gets the better of you. You don't even want to cry, and you end up crying. I don't believe that for a second. Let me try and cry. <clears throat> was that anything? No, that seemed like I was crying. That's not crying. It was noise, but no, hold on. <clears throat> nope, nothing there. Well, I just kind of feel a little moist in the back. So you're like our uh, Kendra Wilkinson, Fez. <laughs> I'll end up crying just out of nowhere. You, you've embraced the crying thing, though. That's become your deal. Yeah. Well, it got to the point where it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm crying every day. I can't stop it. I think it was like floodgates. Right. Once, once it opened up, that was nonstop. Well, you milked it. I'll give you a fucking credit for that. You milked it. Uh, this might make you cry a little bit. We brought up that the... Um, Colts are the early favorite to go all the way and win the Super Bowl next year. That's thirteen and two. Next up the, are the San Diego Chargers, eight and one uh, odds. I think uh, ten to one for the Saints to repeat. But the defending, um, yeah, they're the same as the Patriots with ten and one. Bucks, Browns, Lions, and Raiders. That's the bottom. At 100 to 1. Doesn't take long to be put in that bottom echelon. Seven years, eight years removed from a Super Bowl. And you're in that bottom pile. I think it, I think they have to look again after the draft. And the Bucks try to build up the defense. We'll jump in early then. Why well, you still got these <laughs> fucking great odds working your way. Uh, Josh, you're on Fez. Yeah, the headphones that he was wearing, he had on his kid at that game. Uh, I use them when I go hunting. They put batteries in them, and it adjusts the tone, so everything, no matter what sound it's at, is one tone, so it's not loud or quiet. Um, I don't have to check that out. Scott and Lanny are on the face. You know why she's so upset, guys, and why she was crying was Hank Basket used to be a wide receiver. He had a career. You know, everything looked good. She marries him. Then he has one opportunity to make himself look good while on special teams. Maybe he'd become a wide receiver again, and he messes it up in front of the entire country. And she realized, you know what, I married the biggest loser football player when I could have married somebody that would be a good football player. Well, here's the interesting thing about that fucking position. Um... A wide receiver just happens to be on the front fucking line. And then the Saints still pick him to kick the ball directly at. And he doesn't make the fucking catch. And he moves up where it looks like if he hadn't gone forward, that fucking ball doesn't even go the 10 yards. Yeah. He messed up in a lot of ways. Plus, the ball hit, hit him in the helmet 
because he didn't look to catch the ball. He looked to avoid the tackle. So he was being a bit of a pussy in that, you know, he wasn't, he was, he was bracing for a hit. But how hard are you going to get hit on an onside kick? You're, you're not going to fucking get your bell rung. Yeah, but everybody's going to dive on top of you and then you can't uh, breathe. It's fucking terrible. Take it. You got pads. It's not like a punt that goes a bazillion feet in the air and, and, and the guy has the balls to catch it. But the Saint, who did get the ball? Laying there face up as everyone piled on him. He didn't, even, he didn't even have that comfort of, you know what, someone's not sitting on my face. As, as horrible as that sounds and claustrophobic, doing it face up seems even worse. Now, you, you run the claustrophobia pretty big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the elevator, more than ever? Yeah, the elevator is just ranking high in phobia. Uh, Paul Schrader... I was reading an article with him the other day. He's the great writer who did uh, Taxi Driver and on and on. Terrific writer. Uh, phenomenal uh, claustrophobic. Said it came through as a breakthrough for him. It's fear of the womb. Really? Claustrophobia is fear of the womb. And also he had a asexual thing because didn't want to be near a vagina. Didn't felt like the wrong thing. So he had to get over both of those. But I'm like, at least his fucking shrink is working on him. Mm-hmm. Where Fez's just sends him fucking back out. Day after day. Did you tell your shrink about the bean dip? No, I haven't seen her yet. Tell your, your dad about it? Yeah, I did. Tell yep. him a big hit? Yes, I did. He was very excited because it was his recipe. Yeah. So he's taking a lot of, you know, pride you, in it. You told me yesterday you start reading the recipe out on the air? He'll go fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, that he would. In fact, there was a little bit of hesitance. Oh, I don't blame him at all. In giving it to me. And I wondered at first is because it didn't look like enough ingredients. I had eaten his enough. And I'm like, is leaving he, a couple good things out. Is he leaving something out that I'm not aware of? Uh, I got purpose? news My mom will give you 90, 95 percent of a recipe. But you can't match it. <laughs> and it's going to go down with her. All those fucking great foods is going to go out with her. We'll never know. I don't blame. No, it's your recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you, I've even, uh, between you and you notice I did this with Jeff. I'm not saying what restaurant I went to because you guys steal it immediately. It stops being fucking cool. I go to fucking one restaurant with Fez. He takes every fucking ham and egg there. What's the point? He likes it. Yeah, I know he does. He's taking full fucking credit. <laughs> he still owes us two dinners. What are you in the mood for, Dave? You think it's steaks? Always uh, have steak on my mind. Whiskey. Always. Well, I have that on my mind, too. Always. A whiskey restaurant. Steak and whiskey sounds very appetizing, like a there will be blood night out. Maybe we should get dressed up like we're, you know, 1900 miners as well. I got a very good steak place in Tribeca. Very good. I'm going to leap into this. Okay. Tribeca. I would say we'd go tonight, but the fucking snow's coming in and Dave gets snowed in. Hey, I'd go tonight. What the At hell? a steakhouse. Whatever. Snow's not coming till midnight. It'll be I, fine. I have to take the uh, 930, 1030 bus back anyway. Hmm. I don't like this idea now. <laughs> Maybe I want to keep that place on my own, though. I don't know right Damn. now. Damn. It's close. 
still happen. <laughs> yeah. Has the little redheaded girl been with us long enough for her to go? Um, no. I that's I will make the executive decision there and say no interns. Thank you. How about Paulie? Not even Paulie Lewis spouse. Well, he's sick today. He didn't. He couldn't come in. Today. How is he sick? How can you be sick? Two days in a row sick. Who cares? What does sick mean? I'm sick. He said he was throwing up constantly. What's that got to do with anything? Threw up five minutes ago. Whatever. I don't, I don't understand the missed days. I don't know. We got Fast Freddy. I know that. See him today? Not today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's his big But I mean, day. like, I mean, we got him to rely on. He's very consistent. The Fast Freddy never misses any days? Yeah, he's yet to miss one. And the little redheaded girl already missed a day, right? She missed one day. What was her excuse? Partying? Sick. No one believes. Send her in. <laughs> no one believes her stories. Yeah, it's three days missed, so. Davey Mac, there's a very good chance you won't make it in tomorrow. Very good chance. The, the scary thing is that the snow at my house it is not gone away. You know, Dave and the little redhead girl could be uh, rel related. Oh, really, Ronnie? Is that, is that really a bad thing to say? Oh, Ronnie, really? Is it that awful? Wow. I, I, I like Dave. Hard, Dave. I know. Yeah. No, I like very Dave. insulting. I well, like I mean, you have the same color hair. No. Yours is natural? Or you... Mine's definitely not natural. All right, so you really would have brown hair. Yeah. No, is, actually it, blonde. Does that annoy you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, if you, if, if, you, if you want to be redhead, and then Ron compares you to a redhead person, and then you think it's ugly, then why would you dye your hair? <laughs> I don't think it's your hair. I don't think it's your hair. That's ugly. Facial features. <laughs> I have a wonderful face. Very photogenic. Uh, she was telling me today she's a bartender, Fez. Oh. I am. <laughs> the one everybody's always sitting on? I, uh, yeah, sometimes. No. I'd like to think that uh, that I'm very much me behind the bar. What do you mean, very much you? That uh, that people come to see me not because they want to hit on me, just because they want to hang out with Isn't me. Isn't that nice? She thinks it's her personality. <laughs> sure, she not, thinks it's all her personality. Not the cool drinks enough. or anything yeah, else. <laughs> never, girls never get it. Girls never get it. Usually I, I say, like, I'll, I'll hold up a bottle of Bud and, and, and ask them if I just got better looking. Or better yet, a bottle of Jack or Jimo yeah. or... With each shot, better and better. She looked looking. at me when she said "ball of jack." What's this <laughs> all about? That makes you a bad person. I so you, uh, Dave, why don't you and Hex go out and Sarah one night and uh, <laughs> just? Uh, well, it's pretty far in Long Island, though. Right? I didn't. I didn't get permission to go to the movies yet. Or, or where is it we're going? I have no idea. You have the executive about. decision as to whether or not I can. Oh, yeah, I can show you guys. It was the Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, no, we're gonna. We'd have to close that down. It's not an intern thing. I mean, I don't think we've ever had an intern in the history of the show go out with us. I don't think we should start. What now. if I told you you were the best looking guy I've ever seen? Well, whoa. <laughs> you had told me. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's something going on. You had that we don't know about. <laughs> when you entered the room, but you started off attacking the new sports host of Two O Two. Oh, ooh. I don't know anything about sports. Would, um, then you don't like sports much. What if I run and get a bottle of JMO and then tell you you're the best looking guy? <laughs> can't be bought, lady. She just wants to All be. Right. She just wants to be. Did you call her lady? <laughs> <laughs> Look, lady. <laughs> ah, dames. I think you just got knocked down a few pegs. Yeah. In the two minutes I was in here. <laughs> uh, Fezzy had something on your mind. You said you wanted to get into when we get back from this break. 
Yeah, it, the uh, the mail that's coming to my house. Oh, God. Um, but I also, along with Fez's mail, I want to talk about this. Sarah Silverman is back with this Jimmy Kimmel stuff and telling Jimmy, saying that Jimmy never said that she was pretty. Does anyone, first of all, believe that for a second? That she's pretty? That, she, that he wouldn't tell his girlfriend that she was pretty. I would hope he would tell her she was pretty. At least maybe at, he told at night. I know? can't imagine that it didn't come up. Well, can we all agree that she's out of his fucking league and we kind of, you know, that we would think if you thought who didn't belong to who? I would say, I, I would think that she doesn't belong with him, that she'd be the better of the two. Yeah. Because she's that. a very pretty woman, right? I think so. And I honestly, I think that her, her kind of comedy for being a woman kind of goes a long way. I so you her. think she's a, a talented person, an attractive person? Now, he's got a big hit TV show, too, so he's not going to do bad for himself. But I find it hard to believe, A, that he didn't call her pretty, and then B, she would let that bother her and be like, I didn't know I was pretty. <laughs> that part surprises me. I, I see her as more of a self-confident woman that would have no problem and not needing her boyfriend to tell her one way or the other. Ah. That she could tell herself she's pretty. So you don't need a man to tell you that you're pretty? What? doesn't really it's nice are you in a relationship right now no i'm not what happened <laughs> i don't you were in a long-lasting one right <laughs> no i've been in a couple long ones but um, long island long which isn't yeah. like a couple weekends <laughs> <laughs> an islander's game have you ever made it through an islander's season with the same guy <laughs> i have maybe maybe two seasons all right i want you just and this doesn't go out just be between me and you number of guys you've been with write it down on a piece of paper Ooh. just write it down is it bad to say I'd have no, to uh, uh, try and remember? Yeah, just try to think it over. I know you're a big drinker. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, right, where is uh, 609? What about when Dave would go out with Bronx Johnny and Pepper Hicks and get wasted? I was there for some nights, I remember. Sounds like Frenchie. Uh, just ratting. Just being a royal rat. Boy, Frenchie's been around with every, uh, in every era with a different. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you because this is very important because I know you're from Long Island. Does that include oral? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. So put that, put a plus, okay. and then the bottom number. And this is just between us. I promise you, it's not going to go out. So put that down. Yeah, give her more paper. <laughs> Uh, and I, Fez, how'd you know? <laughs> I am definitely, even with the first number, um, she had kind of, there's an error to it. It's blank to blank. Oh, there is okay. a low to, <laughs> low to possible high. <laughs> We're going to have lows in the yeah. early 80s, <laughs> highs in the 120s. Non-triple <laughs> Jackie forecast. <laughs> All right, I am just going to honestly say and forecast. You can trust. I'm not uh, <laughs> going to say, but it is a it's a high number. Is uh, it really a high number? Yeah, it's, high, it's well not on Long Island. On Long Island, I think it would be considered low to mid, but outside of Long Island, it would be a high number. All right, so it's respectable for where I'm from. I don't know if there's anything <laughs> respectable <laughs> on where you're from. Uh, uh, it would be an uh, incredibly high number for you. 
Ronnie, can you compare me to like a to like a city girl? Like, give me a, maybe a percentage of where a city girl might be All right. compared to. You, this is very good. You are what I would call Puerto Rican. You would. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You do it in Puerto Rican numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I will give you this. Unlike most girls from Long Island, your second number is lower than your first number. Can I give you another oh. another like statistic? Yeah. Um, I'm O and O for for babies. No no children and and no cutawudas. Well, again, maybe have an ovary problem that does not have anything to do with these numbers. That could be you know, a sad story, actually. It's only Long Island where not having a an abortion makes you kind of a virgin. I worried when you said give us another number. You I think know, the census could take it. Baby-wise, I'm a virgin. O for O in terms of babies. Yeah. <laughs> And baby's no longer with them. (laughs) Now, also being a New York girl, any of these numbers, uh, a famous or well-known person, whether it was sports or show business? No. Not one. That was a hesitated answer. I came came pretty close to maybe... uh, Semi-successful person. (laughs) Write write that name down. Write that one down. Let's go. Write it down. Okay, yeah, you're going to have your paper back. I'll let you also take this paper with Try you. Try to be green and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> if it says Bafuco on it, I'm just going to be upset. Yeah. Wow, Billy Staples. <laughs> By the way, I Close. wish I could use this name. It's hysterical. You said so, Mike. Uh... <laughs> Dave would never stop laughing. He would be so happy. That stays between uh, me and you? Yeah, the, all these numbers do. All these numbers. Can you pass me that paper so I can hand no, it to you? No. No. We build trust. We're building trust. Here. All right. Uh, when we come back, Fez wants to talk about his mail. You don't want to miss this. The Ron Fez Show. Hey, what happened? As you know, back in 1970, I started on a series called What Happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? And I believe I was the first one to use the phrase, I don't think so. Yeah, buddies, it's the Rana Fez Show. Another giant looming storm. Heading for the Northeast, Baltimore, Philly, D.C., New York, should all be under feet full of ice, full of uh, snow. This is the weird thing, Fezzi. If you have a bucket of snow, it's pretty fucking heavy. Yep. And just think of how many buckets of snow it would to fill up as much space as you can between, let's say... D.C. and Boston, right? And imagine that is up in the air right now, ready to fall in you. It's like having the fucking roof fall in. (laughs) Fez wants to talk about his mail. I am getting an extraordinary amount of junk mail anymore. I mean, everyone gets junk mail. I am getting piles of it. And I have no idea how this is happening, what lists I am on, and especially the blue envelope coupons. 
and I have no idea who even uses these coupons that this business can stay in business. The amount of paper and resources they must be using, but you and you see like newspapers folding and magazines going under, but somehow this blue envelope coupon business can stay in business for years and years at a time. I mean, I don't know. You don't, you don't subscribe to them, so they're paying the postage on it. I have no idea how this company can stay in business when other print businesses are going under. Um, I don't even I don't know the business, but I don't go around opening up the mail. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in a weird way. It's just mm. that, Dave, do you even open your mail, or you leave it all to your chick? I open my mail, David McDonald things. I don't want her opening. Like what? Just things from the IRS, things from my bank. Not that I don't trust her, but it's one of the privileges of being a homeowner, getting mail addressed to you. I enjoy opening my mail. I don't want someone rifling through stuff addressed to me. That's just the way I feel, you know? That's strong. That's a strong attitude to have. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit of, you know, red McDonald's sports I guess it is. attitude. <laughs> you know <what>? yeah. <laughs> right wing red McDonald is, uh, don't touch my mail. I don't know. It's just something that I've always felt very strongly about. I don't like when people have opened my mail. When my parents used to open my mail occasionally, I'd get furious. You know, now her, it's like it's, even if it's an IRS, you know, um, thing for the both of us. You know, hey, you guys get some money back. Comes to Davey Matt. All right, well, who gets to open up these blue things that Fez is talking about? If it's from if it's if it's coupons, it's it's all her. I'm not interested in that shit. So you've never seen these blue coupons? No, I don't know what he's talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. It doesn't mean that they don't exist. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do. It's just this is out of there for me. And I know I would know with my father, we were never allowed to touch the mail. I mean, we weren't allowed to bring the mail in. That was almost like his reward at really? the end of the day, like when he got home from work, that he got to go to the mailbox and bring the mail in. Mm. And the first one to thumb through it, look at it, open it, obviously. Didn't your paper come in into that same mailbox? No, the paper was always thrown in the driveway. See, we used to get our papers stuck in the mailbox. Oh, well, you can't touch his paper either. You can't be first one out there and grab the newspaper. Yeah, I, I, I could. <laughs> you shouldn't even have kids. If you're going to act like this is mine and not yours, mm -hmm. just fuck having kids. Just forget about it. You don't want kids. He just had to go first all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why his son's gay. <laughs> I agree with uh, Fez's hey? dad, though. I, that's exactly the way I feel. Like, he, Fez's dad runs the household. He gets mail priority. Uh, a friend of mine, I was on the phone with one time. Her husband came home, found out that somebody had been in the USA today, and she had to iron it and give it back to him. Either one of the kids, somebody, was in his fucking USA today, and she was over on the ironing board ironing up the USA today. And I'm like, well, he runs a fucking, uh, he runs a strict place over there. Yeah, that's living in fear. Now, what about a magazine? If you have a magazine, someone reads it before you, you hate that? Uh, they can read it, but don't bring it into the bathroom, obviously. Like, well, I found my new Sports Illustrated in the potty, and I was like, what the fuck is this all about? What's it doing in the shedder? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I was not, not pleased at that. Uh, so what is what is your... Let's go back to your centralized thing. Yeah, the big... With all the junk mail that's out there... Right. 
this big thick blue thing of coupons, blue right. blue envelope of coupons shows up. I'm wondering how they afford to keep doing it. They get paid. Let's suppose you have a coupon book, right? Uh-huh. You go to me and you go, I give out coupons, I'll teach people about your business, and then I pay them to do that. Oh, okay, for your business. Yeah. All right, but aren't they still, like, having to print up the coupons? To well, put- that's not expensive. I know, but I mean, it just, it seems like it's one print industry that seems to be thriving. I mean, newspapers get advertisers, and they're still going under. So you haven't looked into it. You're just asking this broad, strange question. Yeah. Um, Scott, Tampa, you're on Fez. Uh, good afternoon, boys. Hey. I happen to uh, know a little bit about those blue uh, envelopes you're talking about, Fezzy. They're printed over in Largo. They're by uh, Valpac. And the way they make money in two ways, one that's owned by Cox Sisters, the same ones that own the broadcasting, newspapers, things like that. And uh, secondly, they do about 30,000 of those envelopes an hour, and they have um, 15, 20 lines. It's a, it's a huge outfit over there. They make all their money, just like Ronnie said. They get people to pay them a certain amount to put these in these envelopes. They print up millions of them, and they send them bulk mail for less than five cents a piece. So they're making cash. They're making fat cash. Oh, big time. And the Cox sisters own them. This is, this is just not like the only business they have. They have three of those Val Packs, one in Largo, one on the West Coast, and I believe one in uh, Canada. Uh, Bill in Georgia, you're on Fez. Um, go ahead, Bill. Lost you, buddy. Uh, let's go over to uh, Doug. Doug, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, Fezzy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like anybody in my family getting to the mailbox before I do because they'll, they'll take the mail out, put it in their car, ride around with it for a few days. Where you know you got people, your water's cut off, your power's cut off. You know, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, eight six six. You kids, stay away from that mail. Uh, Davey Mac, you pay the bills yourself. Yes, I do. Don't let the check do it. No, I have um, my Chase account. I pay all the bills online. It's great. I feel like a man after I pay the bill. Yeah? Yeah, I do. There's $83, New Jersey gas. There you go. Next. Feel good. Uh, Randy. Randy, you're on Runa Fez. Hey, I wanted to know if, if Dave's wife got a letter from some guy. Would he open it or would he let her open it? Well, how would I know that it was from a guy? The return address. Um, and it smelled of cologne. Depends. It depends. Yeah, if I didn't recognize the name, I would uh, open it. But I'm much different than her. I'm uh, suspicious and paranoid. You would, would you get mad if she opened your mail, but you would open up her mail? Well, I don't feel like I have anything to hide, um, yeah. but I always feel like I, I need to catch her doing something. Would you just open it or try to sneak open it, like steaming a letter open on Has TV? Has that ever happened other than TV? <laughs> I don't know if it's ever, ever worked in real life, especially where you could put it back together, where someone didn't know, oh, this, uh, this letter's been st- held over a pot of boiling water. Yeah, I always try to, like, put it up to the light, too, but that doesn't work. Put it up to the light and see through it? 
Yeah, but that just doesn't work because the letters folded. So it's like a million letters, you know, are all on top of each other. Huh. All right, Fuzzy, anything else bothering you? I, I got a new thing on the OCD list that runs along the lines of having to check that damn front door to make sure it's locked. I have a feeling that yours isn't even locked today, though, because there was a weird thing that came up. Just a weird feeling I had when I saw you. I had a feeling that you had left the door open and somebody was in your apartment. Now you're saying that, and all I can think of is that door just pulled to, not even shut tight or locked. And your stuff is in there. You need that stuff. Yes, I do need everything in there, and I don't want someone just walking around my apartment I don't know. You are so forgetful, though. You always forget to lock that door properly. Now, the newest one is faucets, where I feel like the faucet isn't off completely, whether it's the kitchen sink, the shower, the bathroom sink. How many times you go around and check the faucet tonight? Uh, the faucets, I think I was checking a, uh, the shower faucet probably five times, five, six times, just last night, yesterday evening. And what would be wrong if it was? Well, the, the, I don't like the water running like that. I don't want the water running. I don't want it dripping out of there. Why? Because it needs to be off completely. But why? It's a waste of water. Your water? Yes. So you're worried about the money aspect of it? I mean, no, but I mean, it's like, I am I keep hearing the drip. I keep thinking I hear the drip, 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 and I go. When you got, you got to really, really pull it. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing that. And the one in the shower, it's very touchy. It's very sensitive. Where if you turn it too far off, water will start dripping out again. It has this very tiny area in between running and off where it won't drip. Mm. I didn't know that. I don't know what we're dealing with that. So it does not help with the let's check these faucets one more time. Jay in Michigan, you're in Fez. Hey, I just called Left Fez, you know. It's a good thing he didn't lock his door because he forgot his keys. Did you? No, but I had to stop and check. Let me see your keys. And I have to. And it's not even good enough to feel them through my front pocket anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know put my hand in the pocket, and touch them. Physically come in contact with you them. You got a lot of keys on here, huh? Yeah. Yep. He, he looks like sh what, those are the keychain that Schneider from One Day at a Time would have. There's keys on there that I don't need anymore, but I haven't taken them off the ring yet. Like, yeah. I, like I'm going to eventually need them again. It's so stupid. How do you even know, though? How do I even know what? All right. Uh, Bill, you're on running Fez. A big ass funny night sipping up my butt ass. What do you say, dude? Hey, uh, Fezzy, uh, there's only one problem. I've got your keys. I have my keys in my hand, but I don't think I have all my keys. How many keys you got on there? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
How many keys did you have on before? I don't remember for sure. How could you not know how many keys you have? Because, like I said, some I don't use anymore, but I just keep them on here. Somebody who doesn't know how many keys they have doesn't deserve all of them back. I think he had nine keys before. I think you're right. I know I am. All right. You'll know later. It's probably one of the ones that I still need, though. Carlos in California. Yeah, it says, you realize that the same amount of water has been here for the whole time that the Earth has been here? Yes, what's that got to do with wanting to make sure the faucet's off? It has you nothing to do with it. You said you were worried about the water. Wherever it goes, there it is, though. It's moving around all the time. Now, keys come and go. That rises and falls. You could have nine keys, you could have seven keys, uh -huh. you could be missing two keys. Or you're only missing one key or you're missing three keys. Because did you have ten keys? You um, no normally have things that are even. Yeah. Are you going to let Dave fucking throw you off with a nine? If you had to say right now how many keys you left the house with, you have five seconds to say that. How many would you have had? I would have, I would have had ten keys. Obviously. You would have had ten keys. I would have had ten. But you let Dave I... fuck with you. How many keys are on there? There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, there's seven keys on here. That's an uneven number. When yeah. I gave them back to you, you had eight. Where did the other key go? I don't know where the other key went. Well, would you rather have seven than ten? No, I'd rather have all ten because uh, apparently I need ten on here. Yes, this is a much thinner keychain. By far. Much thinner key ring than, than what I handed to you. Which is weird. Yes, it's very weird. Odd. Take it to the limit. You know, if you sent his keys down to Orlando, they'd be the Florida keys. Well, if you would have said if you would have sent them to Key West. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But the Florida keys are like fucking 600 miles away. Okay, I was just picking a city in Florida. You even could have gotten away with Isla Mirada. I would accept it Miami. Even. <laughs> okay. Put them below Miami. <laughs> And have the Florida Keys. Work on my geography. Um, Joey, what do you got? What's going on, boys? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, I have this issue where i got to set my alarm clock like 65 times before I go to bed. Do you have the same issue? Yeah, I do that a lot, where I keep checking the alarm to make sure that I've got it on AM, not PM. Right, right. I think I need a Zanny bar. Please help. Um... Zannybar isn't going to help any of this. You wouldn't get the alarm clock set at all. And the faucets could run all night. We haven't done a Zanny show in a long time. Two weeks. That it's, I'm definitely missing keys here. But you don't even know how many. No. How is... Uh, how are you the type of person, you claim you have an OCD, you don't even know how many keys you came in with today. Because... You don't know had eight, nine, or ten. Because this always stays the same. This is a constant in my life. No. It's something that I don't have to check. As long as I have the keys, I shouldn't have to worry about them leaving the ring. Is every key on there one of yours, or did I replace with a key? That would be the fucking thing. Then you would have even more keys missing. I'm not sure about this one. Here's, uh, your fucking life is out of a mess right now. It's just a wreck. Uh, Brian, you're in front of Fez. 
How's it going, buddy? Yeah. Hey, a quick question for Fez. It seems like you guys, or Fezzy, you're uh, OCD about being OCD. It seems like you keep coming up with these new compulsions, and it's like you have to keep doing it. What's up with that? How many new OCDs do you need to add a month? Well, I don't need to add any. It's, uh, they come up. Whether it's, you know, are these shoelaces tied good enough? If it's the faucets are off. How many do you have right now? Oh, I got the door, I got the faucet, I got so shoelaces. Off the top of your head, you don't know how many OCDs you have. No, it's a... Your life is a mess. You should have a notebook keeping the exact things of how many OCDs, when they start, what would happen if you stopped them. Now, the key thing is crazy. Because you don't even know how many keys are on there or how many are even gone. Right, because like you brought up, some could have been switched. So what are you doing now? You're handing them back over. Hopefully getting the missing ones back. But if you don't know that they're missing, they're not missing. That's right. the thing. You know, if you're not cognizant of how many keys you had in the first place, then what's to miss? They're missing because I know there was more. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many did you start with? I think I, I started with ten. So that shouldn't be a problem. Right. But you So they even... should all be back. Perfect. Put them in your pocket. Don't even bother counting. Put them right in your pocket. Are you sure? I'm positive. Put them in your pocket. It looks Lock low. In. Lock them in. Well, if they're put them in your pocket. Don't even have that confidence thing. Have that confidence thing that you weren't fucked with. There you go. All right, now i got to make sure they're down at the bottom of the pocket. Right. They felt like they were too close to the top of the pocket. The weird thing is this. Since you put them in there, you have no idea whether your house key is on there or not. I'm leaving now. I have to go now. You do? Yeah. Um, I feel I should check them. Our friend Radio Shark is here. Radio Shark. Go ahead, Radio Shark. Susie and Philly. What's up, guys? Yes. All right. Um, I just have some advice for Fezzy because uh, um, I also have the OCD thing where I'm not sure about it myself, like turning faucets up, making sure the door's locked, making sure my wallet, my keys, my phone. What I do is I kind of stare at it for a while and just get it registered in my brain that everything's there. So I think the problem is Fezzy doesn't trust in himself, and, and like you said, Ronnie, that uh, lack of confidence. So just kind of stare at your things, feel them a couple times, and just tell yourself everything's fine, and, you know, just remember that. How many keys? Now, you put 10 in your pocket, correct, Fez? Uh, yes. All right, let's go back in. They've been in your pocket the whole time. Yes, ever since you gave them back to me. And we counted them out. We had how many? 10. Count I them? watched you count. Right. Let's count them out now, though. What was that? That was just a bill that came out. Of, uh, Let me see the bill. <laughs> you don't want to see hey, the bill. You don't need Ronnie, to see the bill. Ronnie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. All right, you went to Chichester, right? Um. Yes, I did. 
What's with that big rock outside the high school? That rock is a, what they like to say, it's a piece of the rock. It's it's actually cocaine. It's a rock <laughs> of coke. Ready yeah, to go at all time. Cat them out loud, Fez. Cat them off like you got them. All right. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Back to seven. So the other three should be in your pocket. Let me check. They are not in my pocket. It's fucking weird. Fury. Now I'm checking for a hole in my pocket. Eliza, Eliza. Ron in Oregon, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, uh, I'll bet you, I'll be willing to bet that Fez is so anal and so OCD that if you grab those keys, all the little jagged parts are, are facing one way. Check that out for me, would you? Um, Fez, I don't think he does it. If anything, Fez claims that he's anal, but he dresses somewhat sloppy. Unkempt, for sure. And when I tried to uh, tell Tracy Ullman that Fez had a secret, she w and she and I were talking after uh, and before, she said, absolutely not. And if you listen to the thing with her, she was picking out different places that I fucking lived. Uh -huh. She's like uncanny at uh, picking out th the people's actions and giving you a backstory on them. And she said, absolutely not. He doesn't have a secret. That's pretty pretty amazing. So I said to her, I go, you got to be kidding me. What makes you say that? And she said, uh, the dress, the walk. And I go, yeah, but do you see his voice and stuff? She goes like this. You have to pay attention to the, a person's physicality, and that's their intentions. So she gets up, and she starts doing this fez walk for me, which was kind of a lumbering and she had pulled her pants down a little bit so her pants were baggy she did all that yeah that's kind she, of embarrassing it isn't embarrassing she does impressions she's an impressionist yeah but still but she doesn't believe you have a, a, a thing at all and again he doesn't have the look of someone with ocds not at all all those grooves are going the same way And I am still missing three keys. Or was that exactly the same amount you came in with? No, I came in with more. How many? I believe three more. Prove it. I can't prove it. I don't have the other three keys to show you. Uh, what time uh, is the snowstorm hitting tonight? I, I thought I heard about nine o'clock. See, now I heard it was going to start at midnight. Hmm. And then I heard it also might not start till like, you know, two or three. Alex in San Diego, you're in Fez. Yeah, Fez, I think this is all a scam. I think you're just a superhero. You're uh, Clark Kent. Uh, no one knows where you live. You probably have some lair somewhere. And you actually come out at night with a mask on. I believe that. What do you think, Fez? Fez, for the fourth time... I tried to watch this fucking um, crazy, uh, it's not X-Men, it's not Mystery Man, what the hell is it? Watchmen. Tried to watch it my fourth fucking time now. 
and can't make a throw. Did you get to the parts where Rorschach is in the prison? Yeah. Because I actually thought that was good. I actually thought Rorschach was the, the movie. and Except for he's 140 pounds. But that's what was different about You're it. not beating a lot of ass when you're 140 pounds. He's supposed to have that psychotic crazy strength. Yeah, that was cool. And like when Rorschach killed the guy in the head with an axe, he was the best part. I don't know. Just like the real Rorschach, our Rorschach, the best part. Um, let's go over here to uh, Scott. Scott, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez, I'm in your apartment now. I found your keys. Um, can I have your toenail collection? No, stay away from the toenail collection, please. The toenail collection is kind of hidden away. It's not like it's. It's not like it's out on display anywhere. Would you be willing to do a urine collection for one week and one week only? Would you be willing to save your urine for a, uh, for a week? Yeah, I would do that for a week. All right, let's start tonight. Let's collect it, and then you'll bring it in with you uh, next. Well, today is what? Wednesday? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday? Yep. Yeah. Fuck. All right, well, then you bring it in next Thursday. So that will give us a full seven days. Okay. What are you going to be uh, collecting it in? I'm probably going to just have to, you know, find some uh, plastic bottles somewhere. That's good. Pulling spring bottles will do the trick. Probably some gallon jugs is probably the way to go. Gallon jugs? Jesus Christ. Maybe you should get one of those urine pills. Why? You think it's too much? A gallon? For every time he pisses? No, week. No, just to have it in a big container. Oh, I thought you would just go individually, go into a Poland spring bottle individually. Yes, what I'm doing is pissing a gallon of fluid at a time, so much <laughs> so that I dehydrate my head caves in. All right, let's not fight in between us. We're all trying to work on this together. Let's be a fucking team. Um, Jimmy in New Jersey? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Fuck you, Ron Bennington. So what if I have OCD? I'm strong, confident, as Wally. That's not even witty. There's so many ways to do that now. And any of the rip-off people will not get our attention. Strong Fez has our attention. He's on tour with two friends. But everyone now trying to do their own uh, ninja Fez Watley and uh, feeble Ron Bennington, all that shit, no. it's You're stealing somebody else's act. It's Strong Fez. If you have something interesting to think about, make it original. I've gotten 30 of these things. And not one of them comes close to Strong Fez. And why Strong Fez made us laugh, it was new and original. New and original. That's why we were enjoying. That's the reason we were enjoying. Uh, Paul, you're on my Fez. Uh, Fezzi, how you doing? Listen, uh, a couple of things. Number one, I saw on A&E the other day, uh, scientific fact, irrefutable, that if you keep 84 cents in your pockets at all times, it's supposed to be good luck, so you need to check into that. Also, uh, you're keeping piss in your room like Howard Hughes now? Is that what they're saying, or what now? Yeah, he's going to collect his piss for a week and see how much he comes up with. Yeah, I'll just, I mean, I'll store it in the bathroom. I'll keep it in the cupboard there until it's time to bring it in. No, we can promise on you, because every drop you spill is bad luck. I didn't know that. Well, why wouldn't it be? 
when you've said that you were going to do something, if you don't do it precisely, what happens? Bad things. Right. So, yes. Oh, yeah, you can count on me. Yep. How much do you think he'll come back with? Do you think he'll come back with two gallons? Easy. I think he'll come back with uh, four gallons. That means even when you have to go here at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. you got to find yeah. a way of collecting I'm it. I'm thinking all right. the piss. Four gallons. I think you can find one of those uh, kind of water bottles that opens up like a jar even. You know, just a little bigger opening might yeah. help, so that I mean, so that not losing any drops anywhere. You mean bigger opening in your dickhead? No, I wouldn't want that. The flow's going to be everywhere. Mm. Uh, tonight is the big night. It's loss takes on Ellen and American Idol. What kind of judge do you think Ellen's going to be, Fez? I think Ellen is going to, I think she's going to overly Paula Abdul it. I think she's, she says she's going to be honest, but I think she's going to end up being the sweetheart judge. Um, I'm going to go in a, in a different angle from you. My guess, she's going to be tough, but fair. Hmm. So you're going to see her <laughs> tough, but fair. But I don't think that you're going to see her nurturing because I don't think lesbians are that nurturing. I think you're going to see her very sensitive. I think she's going to end up crying a lot during this season at different performances. I think she cries when bad things happen to her, but not to others. I didn't see her cry at 9-11. And then I did see her cry when uh, someone went and gave her a dog back. She started crying then. Also, on tonight on Real Sports, they're interviewing uh, Olympic skater Johnny Weir. Um, I'm, uh, I'm hoping he goes to the Olympics right now on his reality show. Not even close. But that is what I'm talking about. I'm now talking about, of course, uh, the lost is the other way to go. And I think you are going to see something wild tonight on Lost. I think they're going to break off into a third reality. Oh. So that's my prediction. You're going to have the two realities, then a third reality where everything exactly is the opposite of what happens here. In other words, on there, you don't light a cigarette, but you sit and fire. So it's the exact opposite of what we do. And then uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you throw up on a plate and then put that in your refrigerator. This is going to be freaky. This show is pulling out all the stops. They're in the fucking going season. crazy, yeah. They're, they're taking it to the limit, that's for and, sure. Um, uh, on their in their kind of Earth Two thing, mm -hmm. Paul Abdul recently re replaced Ellen on a show called uh, Idol Russia, where the worst person stays on a show. And at the end of it, there's a hundred thousand winners. <laughs> they start off with one really talented person, right? Get rid of him and keep going. So there's 100,000 people not that good. Ronnie, who do you think is going to get added tonight? Everybody. I think I think they're going to add Dallas. Would that mean Locke would be black? Yeah. And a full head of hair. And a woman. <laughs> oh. With four legs. Wow. It's insane. And his name would be Key. And people are excited there that at the end of this year... That show, that show finally premieres. Found. Premieres. 
This is how fucking crazy it is. Yeah, I can't take it. You have to, though. Nope. Uh, by the way, I got an email from Casey. She opened up your mail today. She wants you to come home. <laughs> Something you should read. <laughs> or else you want her just to throw it out. Inferno housewife, get a, get a shredder. Make sure you get your jingles in for the PennyStockChaser.com jingle competition. Under 45 seconds, the rules are at Sirius.com slash the virus. And here's where you email your jingles. Jingle at SiriusXM.com. Jingle at SiriusXM.com. There's $1,000 available to the winner. $1,000. And I have the feeling, I do have the feeling, sleeves will be beat. Uh, and beat badly. I really do. Make sure you get in on this. It's a lot of fun. Your chance to win $1,000. Yeah, that's right. $1,000. Um, anything you need to uh, pick? March 6th, I guess? Yeah, it's far way off. Red so, McDonald's? Uh, let's, let's just plug, <laughs> plug life, baby. Uh, plug life and thug life. Um, Hicks, anything you need to plug? Nope. Fez? Your ping starts being saved now. Right now. All right. 2.50 in the east on Tuesday. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Bye.